Is this how we start? Are we recording? Of course we're recording. Okay. So how does this, this new setup working for you, this room? I'm not sure about the lights. I really wasn't sure what to do with my little LED lights because I didn't want to wrap them around my mics again because it's a pain. So I yeah, both. You want to maybe uh, set that on vibrate? What's that? Your phone. Is my phone doing stuff? You didn't hear that? No. Okay. I thought it was yours. Anyway. Right. I think this both adds to and takes away from your painting. Yeah. It really should be blue. But I don't have blue lights. Yeah. Because they're kind of or, crispy or white. Lights. Yeah. You know. Um, I obviously when we did the Greedo, that was like a an interim thing. And I like this a lot better because that felt like we were about to record like a hostage video. Mm, okay. It was like a weird like bunker. <laughs> that can always happen at any moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is a lot of eye contact, I got to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe too much. Maybe a little too much eye contact. <laughs> Way too much. I need to dial that down. Well, I, I found that whatever the uh, the rotation of the chairs was in our temporary setup that we recorded Greedo in, I was turning my head like way to the side uh-huh, to uh-huh. look at you during conversation. Uh-huh. And it just like my neck hurt after a while. And so I was like, not doing that again, basically. I just presume the entire vibe for the whatever we podcast in here is going to be. But of course, I could not drink the one in front of you because mm-hmm. that's what this feels like. Um, oh, my uh, word. What in the world is that behind you? <laughs> how many edged weapons are in this room currently? Um, are you asking me to tell you or do you want to guess? I feel like there's at least seven, not counting Kylo Ren's lightsaber and the throwing knives. I don't know where you're getting seven from. I would say eleven total. Well, there's these little guys the in the frame. Oh, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't counting those. Yeah. Oh, very, very, very good. I mean, it's right in Four, front of me. Fourteen. Then yeah. I want to point out, you can see the skull mask from the street. Good. <laughs> yeah, we're in our new studio. In case anyone didn't realize, this really will warn people away from because obviously your neighborhood's going to get fucking trick or treaters. Like the way your neighbors are setting up. Oh shit, you're going to get kids. Um, but I like this. Hopefully this will warn kids away, you know, cause maps used to say here, there'd be dragons mm-hmm. or some places you did sick, not go. Sick bunt draconis. Mm-hmm. I like how the katana is just casually. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't have a way of mounting it on a wall. I need to get some hooks or something. Okay. That's why you have a Excalibur just leaning against your chair behind you there. There's a motherfucker. I didn't even see this. Mm-hmm. Eight swords. <laughs> Are there eight? I like there's just... One, two, three, I haven't counted four, how many five. throwing knives you have, too. Those are six over there. Okay. Wow. But I, I, that's just a business casual katana. Uh, topically or not topically, uh, uh, symbolically, I believe that... Isn't that like a machete? What would you call that? That is a scimitar. The scimitar I bought you... Because I think you said you like the one that Nissa Al Ghul had on Arrow. No, that... Okay, first of all, that is the one that Nissa Al Ghul has on Arrow. How topical. Um, but no, you got that for me, and then I saw it on Arrow, and I was like, oh, hey, I had that same but thing. But this was, this was based on comments from you, is why I went and got this. No, the reason I wanted a scimitar was from reading the Baroque Cycle. Okay. Jack Shafto had his like, okay. cool scimitar. Well, now we know where Nissa Al Ghul shops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was really weird. It's like, oh, I guess uh, the prop master for Arrow shops at the same place Marco does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, one of your birthday presents, we have to time for when we record the next bros. I just remembered that. Oh, I guess we should record the next bros. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you. I already know we're going to have to call that episode. 
Yeah, what's that? Viking funeral. Wow. They're just going to kick it off into the water and shoot arrows at it. And miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Edmure. Um, yeah, I want to give that present to you on air, which will probably be super anticlimactic. Hmm, okay. Um, okay. Well, how do you feel about this workspace? I'm digging it. Okay. Now, people didn't know I moved recently. That's why we had a podcast in like two months. Because uh, it took a while to do the move and then I had to put hardwood flooring in before I could move shit into my office and it took forever to like schedule that with Lowe's because I don't know it's a, it's a whole process to get harder floor put in so we're finally ready to podcast again uh recording our podcast for the dark night long after or dark night rises were long after the dark night much like the movie for the dark night rises came mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. out much later yeah. than it felt like it should yeah yeah, yeah. so that's happening mm-hmm What's happening as you listen to it? Yeah. Got my cider and fireball concoction here that you make fun of me for having. We did not Every make fun of you. I have it. Did not make fun of you. There's, I just remember some very vocal comments about how much you despised fireball. And then I saw it on your counter and I said, oh, I thought you didn't like fireball. I believe that's verbatim what I said. I don't do shots of fireball. I just mix it with my okay. cider here. Obviously, we need to repair this toxicity where I can make an innocent observation and you take that as an attack. Mm. Oh. I guess we should start the podcast. I always ask, are we recording? Or is this, one of those, is this one of those bits, like the podcast that do that bit where they do like an hour and a half on something and they're like, oh, should we start the show? Is that what I, we're doing? I mean, have you ever listened to the podcast? I'm just curious. No, I assume nobody does. Okay. Because there's this thing that we do where we talk at the front and then we like play some music and then it like officially starts. Oh, okay, bro. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. By all means, let's start it. Welcome to, what is this, Headcanon? Yeah. I'm James Taylor, a.k.a. Benjamin Light. <laughs> and I'm Marco Sparks. In the studio joining me. Yeah. We're back. It's been a while. It's episode 55 of the new season. Might be the season finale. Might be doing a little rebooting soon. We'll see. Mm. Uh, we're going to be talking about The Dark Knight Rises, the finale of the uh, Dark Knight trilogy there. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that... Let's just, uh, you know, shoot the shit a little bit about uh, <laughs> what are you watching? What? None of that sounds organic or natural. Oh. Um, you know, I haven't been watching as much other than like the staples. I don't really talk about the shows that I watch. That I assume everyone watches because I don't know. It's what do you think the point of the what are you watching question is? I am trying to eventually craft this to be interesting conversation. Okay. Um, so. There's no point to me saying like, oh, I watched an episode of I Think You Should Leave the other day because you haven't seen it. You don't know what it is. If you do, you don't care. So other people have probably listened to it or watched it. So it's what's the point? So keeping us on on tandem with something that you would have seen, Mr. Robot's back. I'm aware. Okay. I downloaded it and went to watch it and like the audio was fucked up on the yeah. file I downloaded. And I was like, well, fuck. So yeah. I'm going to get to that, but I haven't watched it yet. Well, then. Yeah, I know. Nothing to talk about now. All right, let's end the show. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back in a few weeks now. See you later. Oh, trigger warning. There's going to be so much Bane in this episode. In Mr. Robot? Well, obviously, in this oh, episode okay. of, of Headcanon. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm very tired, so this is going to be all over the place. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to make excuses for it now so people won't be disappointed later. Uh, hello, that's what life is. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. What am I watching? What are you watching? Why, thank you for asking. Well, I was going to watch Mr. Robot, but I haven't yet. I also was going to watch Nancy Drew, but I haven't yet. Um, Is that already out? I think so. What about Stumptown? No, I'm not going to watch that. You know Stumptown Boy? No. Um, so huh. because I don't have Netflix or any other streaming service right now except for Amazon Prime, uh, I watched the first season of Fleabag, which okay. was fine. I'm not quite sure why they're calling that a comedy. Um, I understand there's comedic moments in it, but it's clearly a drama. I don't know. It seems weird to me that that gets filed under comedy. Um, that was good. I haven't watched the second season yet with the hot priest. I've heard all about it, but haven't watched it yet. It's just a, almost a completely different show as mm. far as level of quality. Okay. Uh, I also watched just because at Amazon, there's nothing else to do. A couple episodes of the boys, which just, hmm. Uh, was this after you went to go see Joker in the theater? I did not see Joker in the theater. No. Um, I don't know. It's fine. It's exactly what you'd expect. Pretty much. Uh, it does that much. thing where it's like, Oh, we're really going to like kind of get into like some like hard hitting, like female character issues by just having them be victims constantly. You know, isn't, um, the girl I really like from the flash in that show is like somebody's dead wife. Girl, you really liked from the flash. The, the the girl that like Barry went on a date with for like two episodes, and then they were like, "But she's not Iris, Patty something." Oh, um, I don't know. Chant- Chantel Van Sand. She got some like long name, hmm. and then she spent like all of her time since the flash like getting jacked. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I only, if I don't believe she's in either of the episodes I watched. I think she's like somebody's dead wife. Hmm. Okay. Maybe she's Carl Urban's dead wife. No, he has a live wife. Maybe she's her life girlfriend or something. Life girlfriend. I don't know. And it's nice to see Carl Urban getting work. Um, and the the lead character is really fucking annoying. Hmm. It's just like the kind of uh, he's your classic entry into the world character, where he's just like a regular, you know, regular mook mm-hmm. who's uh, there's really no reason for him to be there other than that, like they need somebody to kind of ask questions. It's written to be Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when they were adapting it, there was like no way they were ever going to get Simon Pegg. Yeah, for like a Isn't whole he episode. he a Quaid? Yeah, he's a Quaid. Yeah, and he's he's just like whiny annoying. For a whole episode, I was just like, man, where did they find this guy who really looks like Simon Pegg? And I was like, oh, wait, that is actually Simon Pegg. Why is he in this? Is he in it? Yeah. As well? Yeah, he's like the, the dad of the character he would have originally been. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I'll watch more of it. It's just... I don't know the whole like oh my god we're so edgy because we said the f word and there's violence in our comic book movie it's just like I need a little more than that to to be interested you know mm. it's it's that like, has a very Deadpool vibe in some ways mm. uh, anyway what are you listening to um the new Angel Olsen album called All Mirrors oh yeah I'm I'm really enjoying what that. type of music is that um awesome. Um, spectacular music it's a woman singing about what your heart sounds like I I don't know how to describe it I don't know what genre it falls into now I guess iTunes for people who go to like the generic tabs on iTunes would call it alternative Hmm. whatever that means these days I don't know okay Uh, as far as what I've been listening to I guess just the new Taylor Swift album 
Welcome aboard. I've got got some questions. What is Unbreakable Heaven? You have to ask. Is it a sex move? That's what I don't know. You have to ask. Because she says... You have to ask, you can't afford it. Nights where I tell him no rules. Like, to me, that's like... What is that, like anal? (laughs) First of all, you don't get to think about Taylor Swift and anal, all right? That doesn't exist for you. What does that mean? Nights where I tell him no rules. Can mean a lot of things, my friend. Mm-hmm. Can mean a lot of things. And then unbreakable can mean role heaven. play could mean earlobes. You I know. assume unbreakable heaven is something that he can do when there's no rules. Look, if I knew, I couldn't tell you. Okay. If you knew, you couldn't handle it. Mm. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. I don't know. It's a fine album. There's probably like six songs you could just lose. Um, mm. like it's what, like 18 songs long. It's like a long, long, yeah, you could, you could just get rid of like five or six songs and not really miss them. I kind of wonder if this is like a response to reputation in some way. I imagine it is somewhat, um, which is foolish. Reputation was great. All I know is that the, the first singles she put out or I don't know why she put those out. It's like that first song me. It's like, it feels like a song that was invented to sell you a credit card. Like yeah, yeah. it's so dull. Yeah, I, I just like is she just like going to sell it off to a commercial super quick and then I'll know that this album is paid for itself at least mm. or whatever the commercial is where she's like working at like a soda shop and like the little girls are like, holy shit, that's Taylor Swift. And she's like, wink. Mm-hmm. Oh, T-Swizzle. All right. Well, what are you reading? Uh, I just started reading a book called The Key by Junichiro Tanizaki. What's it about? Uh, it is uh, back and forth. It's an older book. It's uh, back and forth. It's the diary of uh, a guy and his wife. And then as it progresses, you realize that they're also reading each other's diaries. It's hard to explain. Hmm. It's a very short novel. It's it's uh, holding my attention. Is it a novella? It's an erotic novel. I'll tell you that. So uh, you can Novella just, you can, doesn't necessarily you can, mean erotic novel. You know? <laughs> if you do it right. Uh, so you can either finish it very quickly or you can take your time with it. Hmm. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> if I knew, I couldn't tell you. If you knew, you couldn't handle it. What about you? What are you reading? Uh, so I am about 50% of the way through The Secret Commonwealth, uh, oh, book nice. two of the Book of Dust nice. uh, trilogy, I believe it's going to be by Philip Pullman. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyra's in her 20s in college. So it's gone past. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was always kind of known that that would be the structure. Where mm. in book one, Lyra was a baby, who was being taken taken care of by an, like an eleven year old kid named Malcolm. And in this one, she's twenty. Malcolm is now a professor. There's a there's a little bit of an Ezra Fitz thing going on there that I'm not really here for. But uh, I don't know where they're going with that. I guess we'll have to see. So she's just not thinking about Will. Oh, she's thinking about him all the time. Yeah. Okay, right on. Uh, I don't know that I actually, I may not have finished the first one. I need to get back to that. Hmm. I mean, you read all the originals, I assume. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read them. I mean, no offense. I read them before you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was glad when you started reading them. I don't know what mm-hmm. prompted you to, but I was, I was thrilled. Hmm. I read the first one when uh, I started on a Friday and I had to wait till Monday to get um, wisdom teeth surgery. When did you read these books? In the early 2000s. Okay. Whenever I had my wisdom teeth out. 
Hmm. And I didn't have anything for the pain, so I remember <laughs> medicating myself with uh, uh, with literature. With literature. Wow. Flyer on the alethiometer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember finishing it right before going to the dentist and just loving that ending. So I imagine we'll probably talk about the show when it comes out. Yeah, that's soon, right? I mean, The Watchmen's like next week. Was oh, it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. I'm kind of wondering how this will do with most people. The the Golden Compass ish show, whatever they're calling it. I mean, it's a co-production with BBC. I imagine. His Dark Materials are actually calling out the trilogy. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, I just like for all people who are like obsessed with Succession, like the usual HBO Arati. Like, are they going to? Probably not the same audience there, but I think you may be more of a Game of Thrones okay. audience, at least somewhat. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a big sex position show, I imagine. But. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe the casting of Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> decides to change some things. What a wild thing where it's like you could have a character played by Sam Elliott and also have that same character played by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I don't have a problem with casting. I mean, obviously Sam Elliott seems so perfect for the role, but... Yeah. I don't have a problem, but like in the trailer, like he doesn't have the same gravitas to some of his line delivery. I'm kind of curious what they'll do with the girl. Like, I feel like there's probably an accent issue that she was overcoming in Logan. I presume they found a way around that. I know that they had to like rush this filming of season two because of her, you know, growing up. Hmm, interesting. Well, I mean, it's always vague in the book how much time was actually passing. It seems like possibly only like a few weeks total well especially when you get to the ending yeah of the trilogy and it's like things that her and will are realizing mm-hmm. all right well i think we've uh discussed what we need to discuss before moving on to the main topic sure the dark knight rises do you have an opening statement yeah but i'm sure it can follow yours no i get to go first and is uh what you're telling me mm-hmm. all right well Dark Knight Rises. Um, this movie, in some ways, it's such an odd wrap up to the Dark Knight trilogy. It probably came out like a year later than it should have. Mm. Um, the plot itself is eight years later, and it all sort of feels like it was a, I don't know, maybe a, a tiny bit of an obligation to make. Um, I really enjoy it, but to me, you can see the seams here a lot more than in the other two movies. Uh, Bane, he's got a great voice. It's a great performance. The character itself. A little bit of a dud. Uh, we never really get inside the head of Talia Al Ghul much. Um, there's like this really big middle stretch of the movie where you see where the finish line is, but you also see, oh, this is going to take a lot of plot to get there. Um, and I think on rewatch, it makes it less propulsive because you know that like, oh, we got to do this, we got to do this. Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, I love some of the Batman hero moments. Selena Kyle, fantastic. Uh, then we have like whole characters and plot lines that like they don't really feel like they need to be there. Um, I don't know. It's it's just an odd movie. I enjoy it, but I definitely see the issues more rewatching it now than I used to. Uh, overall, it's got some of my favorite Batman moments and set pieces and some kind of great drama and just shocking developments. Um, but I think it never totally gels as a single movie the way the first two did. Yeah. Um so what's up? I really like this movie. Uh, again, I know it's not perfect. It's not remotely the best of these movies. It's not the best Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, like you said, it 
there's some bad logic <laughs> to some of this. It's it's the most comic booky of the three for sure. Um, but I have definitely watched this one of the three the most, and I watched parts of this one like many times a year. Like you could probably Frankenstein monster that together. To that I've seen this a ton. Um, I do feel like it sh- gets to some of the places it needs to get in the third movie in this series, especially if the first film is about fear, second movie is about chaos, and the third movie is about consequences. I mean, you have this whole Charles Dickens' Tale of Two Cities riff that inspired it. There's a little bit of Eating the Rich before Occupy Wall Street. This is after that. Uh, I think they were filming it right as Occupy Wall Street was happening. Mm, I mean... Well, whatever. It's yeah. very close. I mean, so either he he anticipated something pretty accurately or it rode the coattails either way. Um, I like the pacing for a lot of parts of the movie. Um, and other places, like you said, I, I guess... To paraphrase you, it's a little too long in some in some places and a little too rushed in others. Um, I remember being very scared when they were including Bane in this movie. I mean, I get why upon seeing their realization of the character, but that seemed like one of those characters that like studios are always like their unscratched itch. They have to work it in. Well, like, Bane totally sucked in Batman and Robin. Right, but it was like they needed to have Bane because it was popular. Like just like they needed to have Venom, they needed to have Doomsday. You know, they like you knew that some studio was going to force this back in. And I really like Tom Hardy in this. I love uh, Anne Hathaway. This is like, whatever. I'm stupid. This is one of my favorite Anne Hathaway roles. She's fucking amazing. Um, but I really like Tom Hardy in this, even though I was worried because I always hated him prior as that thing that was wrong of Star Trek Nemesis. But really, that movie was wrong. And I just see for him. me, I just didn't even know that was him. It's he's like unrecognizable. So. He's completely different. Uh, he does incredible work of his voice, of his eyes, of his physicality in this. Um, he kind of reminds me a lot of what he does with his eyes, like Bella Gosu do his eyes as Dracula. Anyway, so uh, when the trailer started and the hype started, I started feeling the anticipation. I started feeling the dread because you kind of got a sense that something bad was going to happen in this movie. Um, and this was, I don't know. I, like I said, it's the logic doesn't hold up in a lot of places. This movie, when you're watching it in the theater the first time, it's, it's an amazing experience. But rewatching, like I said, not so much. But this is one of the first movies where I was like, you know what? Something bad might happen to Batman. Hmm. Not just because of Bane, but anyway. Uh, how many moments do you have? I have seven honorable mentions. Do you have ten moments total? Three. Yeah. Okay, good. Shall I start us off? Sure. Uh, so, I mean, this is a, just a minor one. My seventh honorable mention here. Just the shot of all the bridges blowing up. I was like, it's a pretty cool little wide shot of uh, what's obviously New York. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gotham is is Pittsburgh and New York this time. Mm-hmm. Instead of Chicago. Yeah. It's changed a lot since uh, <laughs> in those eight years. Uh, this one is dumb. I mean, my moments, I feel like it's my number 10 moment. I, I feel like there's like four that I'm going to regret having left out, which I'm sure you'll remind me of. This one, I don't know why. Rewatching this was funny to me. It's Bruce Wayne shows up to this party and he's like struggling to get out of the car and the paparazzis are all like, who's that? Oh, another stiv who can barely get out of a sports car. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh shit, that's Bruce Wayne. And they all like turn their cameras. And he has this little like almost like keychain EMP that turns off all their cameras. He fucking loves that device he, in this movie. He does it like super obviously. Yeah. Like they don't he know. holds it. I mean, you would think like yeah. if somebody holds something out and does something and then your camera starts working. Like it's not like he just like kind of like taps his cane or right. you know. <laughs> but he does it like he's boop his car or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, my number six is the little cameo we get from Dr. Crane, mm. the scarecrow. Mm. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Your guilt has already been determined. <laughs> Death by exile. Um, what a what a treat that he's back. Mm-hmm. I saw something that was like that was supposed to be the Joker. I don't buy that personally. No. That's the other thing. I didn't mention this in my uh, opening statement, but I suspect that this movie would have been very different had Heath Ledger lived, unfortunately. Um, it definitely feels like they ended up going in a different direction. I don't know, I don't know what the original plan was for The Dark Knight Rises, but I, I can't imagine it was this the whole time. I think it's smart that they don't even mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, my number nine is... When John Blake goes to see Bruce Wayne in his like Howard Hughes phase and informs that he knows that he's Batman, um, this scene should be super cheesy, but it's kind of like the distillation of like this is going to be Nolan's version of Robin. This is the closest he's going to get. This is going to be his Tim Drake. Um, I think JGL does a great job here uh, because you can kind of you can kind of see where the scene's telegraphed to go. But he has this great line that he sells. It's very simple though. He's talking about who he was as an orphan and how he could recognize Bruce Wayne in that. And, and then they want the angry little kid to do the thing he knows he can't do. Move on. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I, I feel like that scene for me is indicative of a lot of the issues with this movie. There's a ton. Mm-hmm. There's a ton. I mean, I, I enjoy this movie a lot, but there's <laughs> it's sure shit, not without flaws. Uh, my honorable mention number five is the sort of just final sequence with the bat and the bat pod versus Talia. Al Ghul and the big dump truck or whatever. Um, it's just fun. It's an IMAX. You got a lot of cool shots of the uh, bat pod, like spinning the wheels sideways. They like, they really knew that was cool in the dark night. And they did a lot in this movie. Practical mm-hmm. thing with computer graphics, remove wires and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very cool. Uh, again, that turn the tables. That would be where I have a lot of problems. Um, my number eight is, uh, that's a lovely, lovely voice. You gotta get to way closer to you. Uh, that's a lovely, lovely voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my number eight. You mean uh, the stadium sequence? Honestly, just his remarking on the kids singing the national anthem before he blows it up. Okay, I mean, my number four honorable mention would be the the stadium field imploding and all this Pittsburgh Steelers dying. Mm. Unfortunately, not Heinz Ward. I, I hope they executed him later. Hot take. Um, this it's is a, like it's a dirty player. It's just, just saying. I don't know. I don't know football. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like right after the Roonies sold the team to the guy who like runs Legendary Pictures. And I think they still own part of the team. Mm. This is why. This is why they're in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number seven moment is uh, the date that Selena Kyle obviously takes the congressman on. <laughs> he looks like he's having a good time. I mean, it's like twenty four hours later, right? When when she it's been a date. I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or what is happening that whole time? Like, is she banging him or what? You know, I wonder. I mean, he's he, he he's he, clearly happy. He seems to have a vibe of uh, you know, like an idiocracy when um, my Rudolph's character is just like stringing the idiot along the mm-hmm. whole time. Like, that's the vibe I get from yeah, the center yeah. there. Like, it's coming any day now. You know, like, yeah. oh man, we're gonna hook up soon. I don't know that she's fucking him, but like, he's clearly not like dying of frustration. Like, mm-hmm. he's still happily on the edge. Yeah. Yeah, seemingly he has like a, a three day like shadow, like almost beard coming in at that point. Mm-hmm. What did she tell him? Like, I'm going to go to this bar and meet with some people <laughs> real quick. It's like, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, you would think like by like hour eight, like I mean, you like, I don't know. Does he like the idea that uh, he's like missing? You know, like, what, does she have him on pills? Yeah, is she injecting him with something? Is he like because he's watching the TV and being like, "Haha, there I am!" Like <laughs> they're looking for me. <laughs> She's like, "Let me guess, still in love." Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, my honorable mention number three would be uh, when uh, this would be higher for you, I'm sure. When Selena Kyle meets Bruce Wayne at Wayne Manor, and the way she starts out as the. Uh, kind of like scared and frightened you know whispering maid uh and then she says oops they didn't tell me it was unbreakable i can't believe that's not higher for you Mm -hmm. louder i can't believe that's not higher for you is what i was saying Mm -hmm. um okay um my number six is related though there's a storm coming mr wayne uh, the moment when she leans in, and this trailer moment too, mm-hmm. she whispers into his ear, you're going to wonder how you thought you could live so large and leave so little for the rest of us. Um, I don't know what's hotter in the world. That's your number six. Okay. That's my number six. See, I have that higher myself. Mm. Um, I don't mention number two. Not a single moment, but let's just say every time that somebody calls uh, Blake a hothead, because he never seems like a hothead. Like nothing in John, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance says angry, hot-headed to me at all. He seems like in, incredibly under control and like mild-mannered. But mm. uh, people keep calling him a hothead for some reason. Like it was in the script and then like they just didn't direct him that way at all. I could see where he's not having a great time. Uh, never- like he, he'll just be like, uh, sir, the, the, the commissioner's down there. And he's just like, get this hothead out of here. And it's like, what the fuck? He's just trying to help you out and give you some detail. Detail, not any hotheads in here. Yeah, which, but also Matthew Modine's just like, this is my burn. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm saying. This will put this this uh, squatty in his place. My number five is when Blake uh, wrestling a Kyle at the airport realizes that she knows about Bane and thus probably knows about Bruce Wayne, and she's telling him just you know how how he should be scared, and he's like, well, the police can protect you, and she the eye roll that she does is chef's kiss magnificent there's nothing better all right i roll of all eye rolls uh last honorable mention would be batman versus bane in the sewers mm. um some great lines some just all-time classic lines by bane there you know the ethicality and deception all that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you merely adopted the dark yeah are you done do you, I am. Do you do more? I, I I can just keep doing Bane, you know. I'm sure it's going to happen. Might as well get it out of the mm-hmm. way. Um, number four I was born in it, molded by it. <laughs> oh, you think podcasts are your ally? <laughs> um, it's like an instant meme, you know. Oh yeah. Well, and and especially after the IMAX like trailer tease, where mm-hmm. people were like fuck is he saying and they cleaned it up a little bit but god it's so good um my number four is selena kyle's first meeting with bruce wayne Mm. the archery to the mother's pearls and oops and then she walks over and kicks out his cane Mm -hmm. and does a fucking black backflip out the window like strips off part of her costume like she's james bond gets a ride at the sleazy congressman i mean it's funny is that they talk about like the Nolan's desire to do a James Bond movie and how like Inception was part of like a pitch he would have done for Bond. And supposedly Tenet is supposed to be like a espionage thing amongst other things. 
she has got so much spycraft and she's so fucking good at it. Well, and the necklace she steals really completes her outfit. Mm-hmm. Like she wouldn't, she would look much more like a maid without like the lace on mm-hmm. without the pearls. Yeah. The pearls make her look like she's like super high society. Well, Cause yeah. you got the black dress. You got to have some mm-hmm. color. Yeah. But so it's so fucking good. Um, and, and <laughs> there's a lot of things that should get more time later. And I don't have a problem at all that they suffer at the expense of like letting Selena do her fucking thing. All right. Well, speaking of Selena Kyle, my number three would be Bruce and Selena Kyle having a dance at the that the society hag shindig that they're at. And just that that whole conversation, you know, it's pronounced Ibiza. You don't want these, you know, people to know you're a crook and not a social climber. Uh, yeah, everything there, like the the flirting. The who are you pretending to be Bruce Wayne? You know, I mean, it's all great stuff. I needed a lot more of that in this movie. And the guy that he cuts in on. Yeah. He scared her away. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and just like the, uh, like the angry kiss she gives him when he takes the pearls back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but so she can also steal his. Yeah. His I mean, the whole thing is just, it's, yeah. that's good stuff. Um, my number three is where I really cheat. It's because uh, I could have had a lot more moments, you guys. The entire stock exchange and the chase of the thugs and the police afterward. Mm, okay. I mean, again, that I was sitting in the theater the first time and I was like, this is fucking great. I'm fucking enjoying myself. I went back. I saw this movie two and a third times in the theaters. I didn't have a lot of time to watch it the third time. I think I probably saw it. So I watched more, it. But... I made sure to watch it up to this point and I was like, cool. And then I left. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two would be just the opening scene, the intro to yeah. pain, which I watched many times, uh, when it was, uh, on like YouTube before the movie officially came out. I say, honestly, that's not on my top moments because I figured it's a foregone conclusion. Mm. Um, cause I remember you and I being super jazzed that we found the horribly pitch shifted version on like pirated version online to watch with little finger and his like weird. You're a big guy. You're a big guy. <laughs> Which maybe that like indoctrinated me to be like, whatever we do get of Bane's voice will be perfect because he sounded super weird, pitch shifted. Um, my number two. Well, perhaps he's wondering why someone would shoot a man before blurring him out of an airplane. Oh, it's uh oh god, what's the setup? I can never remember the setup lines. The uh, the uh, um, what's the part of your plan? crashing this plane with no survivors and then it's like the the way that's edited he says like crashing this plane and then like it cuts to dudes like just jumping out of the plane and then like lowering down it's it's all a very quick cut yeah. but it's like okay that's like three minutes passing you know also this is six and a half minutes not mm-hmm. even including like the 45 seconds that's gordon talking at mm-hmm. the beginning i mean it's so fast and so beautiful um but number two is Bane and Batman meeting and fighting in like the sewers between Wayne industry. Mm-hmm. Like you said, that is a bravo performance. It's where we knew this film was at least going at some point. If you know anything about Batman and Bane, you were wondering if they're going to put this in there. Yeah, But it's, it's why you would even say to yourself, okay, obviously Batman just fought a very intellectual, but chaotic villain. He needs to have a very physical threat. Um, and God damn, there's so many great, ridiculous lines that are beautifully delivered. Like, but we uh, are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? Jesus, Cassie, your strength. Victory is defeated you. 
<laughs> and then he uses Batman's fist to punch himself in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved everyone just watching. Like the goons are just motionless, emotionless. Mm-hmm. The only person who like cares is uh, is Selena. Who- oh yes, I was wondering what would break first, your spirit or your body. Uh, what does he say about the uh, the armory? Like your armory, gratefully accepted. <laughs> Uh, we got you got this guy bang. He's got a plan. He's got knowledge to use, and it's it's all playing out in in a still fairly grounded, but ridiculous way. Well, the, the physicality of it, where he's just taking punches at yeah. some points, you know, yeah, and it's like Batman's just like not like he he doesn't have the the power that that uh, is going to stop Bane there. Well, and the way they they dial him straight up to looking incomplete compared to Bane, or out of breath, or tired, mm-hmm. or useless. And the little bits where Bane will pause where he's just like, you were excommunicated by a gang of psychopaths. And like Bane like pauses for a second, like, does that offend to me? It does. He's like punches him like four or five times in the kidneys. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number one scene, I'm going to go with. I feel like we have the same one, I hope. No, we don't. Because we don't? Okay. Uh, you already said this one. Really? When Batman shows up after the stock exchange heist, okay. uh, 47 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Batman finally shows up and I mean like the uh, the cop along with the audience is just like oh yeah this shit's gonna get good you're in yeah. for a show tonight son mm-hmm. yeah yeah um the way like it's like the movie is as excited as we are to see Batman again you got like the shots of uh the news like Batman sighted you know and like the helicopters are following him and all that and when he finally stops like the last dude on the bike and then just like looks up is like, you know, the cops are surrounding them and the police helicopter shine the light on him. He just kind of looks up. And he's like, all right, I'm gonna get back on my bike and blow something up and drive off. Oh, there's a great bit there where he, first of all, Matthew Modine is, is hilarious in that scene. There's a part where it's like, sir, sir, he's like heading back downtown. And he like he turns to Blake just like, well, then he's as dumb as he dresses. He's yeah. Matthew Modine is like, delivering all these like one-liners yeah. to blake who's yeah. just like this asshole yeah well like like if he can stick it to blake he can like further his victory over batman yeah. but uh then after that there's a shot where where batman's riding the the bat cycle down the street and there's just like i don't know conservatively 50 police cars driving right mm-hmm. at him and it's like this is cool and it's an imax shot too it's a pretty incredible shot yeah. and it's kind of the promise of where we left off dark knight mm-hmm. they weren't really going to go in that direction Okay. My number one is um, pretty simple. It's uh, come with me. Save yourself. You don't owe these people anymore. You've given them everything. Not everything. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, it's, that's this movie, man. It's, it's, it's what, what they're going with him. I mean, anyway, I loved it. I'm also a big fan of people faking their death. No, I did, I did like that scene. I actually just rewatched it right before you got here. Oh. Um, yeah, I was tempted to put it in, but I ended up not doing it. All right. Well, those were our top moments. Um, so I think the last time we podcast, we moved our complaints to the end. I guess we'll keep it that way. Because the complaints and the make one change are so close. Okay. All right. General discussion. Uh, so I think as we mentioned, we watched this opening sequence many times on YouTube before the movie came out. Uh, many times after. Pretty much had it memorized. Yeah. I don't believe it changed at all from the version I don't that, think so. that we saw. What, what do you need to change? Dr. Pavel, I'm CIA. Does the CIA announce that they're CIA? I feel like that's the one thing the CIA never does, but you know. Uh, <laughs> what I, well, you, you get the ice that's cracking, you get Gordon dropping his quick note about how great a Harvey Dent is. 
what I love about this this plain opening, besides how great it is, is to me this is the last possible way I would have expected the third Batman movie to open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it sets you up for a very different Bane, yeah. too. Especially after, like, if you only know Bane really from, like, the Batman movies and, like, he was this weird, like, ridiculous wrestler-looking guy with, like, foam muscles in Batman and Robin. Yeah. Like a like a like a zombie Hulk who had like a, a button they would push to like make him Hulk out. Yeah. Well, I mean, because that was that was the one thing that was interesting ish about Bane's original inception of the comic book character is he was essentially a drug addict, was like, he? A, okay. like a high functioning drug addict because he had like the what is the drug is venom is what he mm-hmm. takes to make him crazy and stuff and strong. Um, even from the beginning, I love this soundtrack. I just do. This was my misplaced trivia note about the exit of James Newton Howard. I meant for this movie, mm. not Dark Knight. Because Hans Zimmer and Nolan's relationship with Inception just gelled to the point where James Newton Howard's like... Okay, so it was this movie. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I don't, I don't fit in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this soundtrack is fucking loud. It announces itself in this, this sequence, you too. You got some chanting, yeah. Oh, I love the chant. I, I, this is probably, at least in my opinion, his last good soundtrack. What's after this? Interstellar? Interstellar. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's done like, you know, like Man of Steel and like other shit, like, you know, Batman v Superman. There's, there's some parts of the Man of Steel soundtrack I like because they could have very well gone to this Batman trilogy. Um, and I like parts of Interstellar, but I can't stand all the church organ. <laughs> yeah, that soundtrack's like he fell asleep on an organ. Well, like the sequence where they're trying to stop Matt Damon from locking with the thing is mm-hmm. ruined by this like pseudo Inagata DeVita nonsense um i love how full of himself little finger is in his technique just like i'm gonna lean your head out the window and like fire a gun near you a lot of loyalty so for good. a fired gun yeah. yeah well perhaps he's one our flight plan yeah what's also funny about that scene is that it's all duds because it's an imax yeah and so like none of the the audio audio really totally matches up to their voices yeah yeah well when he first starts talking to shockingly their first reaction isn't Hey, why is your weirdo voice super amplified? Yeah. We never took off your hood, but still. But I, I just, I love that. Like, I love that guy, the the underling. I think his name is Barsad. Like the sniper guy, or the um, Bane's like second in command, who's part of the turning them over to. Yeah, the yeah, finger. the the sniper guy. Yeah, he's got like the big, like yeah. massive, like bullets on Does his. He? Okay. Yeah, he's friends with the. They're friends of the mercenary, the masked man. man. <laughs> he's just Bane. Got this deranged devotion mm-hmm. in his eyes yeah um but yeah this movie straight up starts with the things we've complained about before where the villain gets kidnapped to get closer to the good guys and it works mm-hmm. it's very different though i yeah. guess you know but you get real quick tom hardy he's just gonna bring this great aura to the character it's in the voice it's in the swagger uh little moments that i could have put on my top moments when Dr. Pavel is, we had to know what Dr. Pavel told them. And he's like, nothing. I told them nothing. And he gives him this look for a minute that's fucking chilling. Calm and- down, doctor. Uh, the, my favorite, like, tiny bit from that opening sequence is dropping. when he's, like, hanging by one arm from one of the seats. Uh-huh. As, as After the plane has been uh, you know, taken off. over and the wings fell off and all that. And then, like, he, like, drops down, like, an, a layer of seats or whatever. Yes. Like, it's just a really cool when visual. He the, the two seats and he just drops down. Yeah. It's so fucking ominous. I love that. Um, uh, bottom line, though, maybe a ridiculously theatrical stunt to fake Dr. Pavel's death. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, okay, they put some blood in him, but there's still a lot of other DNA some, there. Some blood is the key. Yeah. There's a lot of things we learned in Dark Knight. We just want you to read that this was more involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when they later on, when they, when they seemingly tickle Daggett to death or whatever the sound effect is in the other room. Yeah, you just hear some noises. <laughs> you hear a bone cracking and then you, oh, oh, oh. yeah. Um, but my God, like the, the practice, the skill. And they're like, this is just this is just what we do. Um, and then you got the guy who's like immediately cool with being the one left behind. Oh, yeah. He's just we zealot. started the fire. Yes. The fire arises. But uh, I don't know. Bane, Boy- Bane voice is like. I don't even know how to characterize this thing. It's just it's inside of us. We just want to do it. It reminds me of the same devotion, but but bigger, bigger, stronger of the voice from Seinfeld. Like, hello. hello, the fire rises, la, la, la. Oh, and I, this was like in the era of like the weird villain voice too, which I feel like is sort of like a prerequisite course. to uh, like a good like blockbuster villain. I mean, Kylo Ren. Okay, but that was a little bit later. It's like two years later. Two or three years later. Yeah, okay. three years later. Um, I, there's another one I'm forgetting, but like for a while we had like some good villain voices. Hmm. And even like even somebody like Thanos, I feel like they, I don't know. There's, it's like these villains exist in these comic book or you know action movies just to deliver like these devastating one liners. You know, I would bet ten thousand dollars for as unfleshed out, but like momentous as Bane's whole thing in this movie is that when they were conceptualizing Kylo Ren and Thanos. His name came up in conversations. Like it, what, what we want our character. It wouldn't to be. shock me if J.J. Abrams is just like, I gotta have a good voice. Yeah, you know, or we gotta have some fun with the, you know, I can just take it, you know, or whatever. Just play playing behind a mask. Because I mean, that's the beauty of Force Awakens. It's for a while there, they make you ponder. You got the whole Gwendolyn Christie thing. It's like, is he just gonna keep that fucking mask on the whole time? And Holy then he shit. he takes the mask off, and he's got amazing hair. He's got like big permed hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this bonkers opening is again, it's like six and a half minutes. And then it's Harvey Dent Day. Yeah, which, it's Harvey Dent Day. This is one of the things that doesn't really work for me in the movie is this idea of like the weight of guilt mm-hmm. of this big lie that they told. It's kind of like the whole movie is kind of like layered with this sense of guilt and uh, regret. I, I think it works later on. We'll get to the Bruce part of it, but with the Gordon stuff, and Harvey Den, I just don't like it doesn't land for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the general idea of a movie that has that sort of weight to it, you know, that has that regret and the looking back at, you Lost. know, yeah. Well, it's, but I, I just don't think they sold the reasoning behind Gordon's guilt. Like, like, would you not have, uh, I don't know, passed a, a lot of, to, you to know, handle to organized make, crime, but, but what? Yeah, yeah. But there's there's no detail there. All they're just, crime is illegal now. Like, what's going on? They're just telling us like, this is a thing that happened, and we we all feel guilty about it. We don't really know why. I'm not going to give you the details. You just have to accept that this is the state that the character's in. You know. I mean, all we get is like, seemingly now, if you've been arrested under the Harvey Dent Act, like you get denied parole. That's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, like, it doesn't we, give you enough to appreciate the grief and the the guilt, you know. Well, it's like let's take the aspects that you didn't like about Commissioner Gordon in the Dark Knight and just just do 
that. Mm-hmm. And like same thing for like Alfred. At least he does mumble less in this. I guess. Uh, Gordon does. I guess. But again, Harvey Dent Day would besides charity events and speeches and shit, what else do we do on this day? Did you get this day off? What is this law? Well, it's like, okay, so the cops believe that Batman murdered Harvey Dent and then just disappeared. Okay. What I also like about JGL's voice, because he does this whole thing, like, when you cleaned up the city, you cleaned it up good. He's got that same kind of fake New Yorker accent. That, it's like, definitely a fake New Yorker accent, yeah. That, like, that that's Ryan Gosling's whole thing in real life now, even though he's mm-hmm. actually from Canada. Like he, yeah, this, like he does this voice this whole time, like boy commissioner. You it's the not a full on like what's the matter you, but yeah. it's yeah. Hey, forget about it's it. Just a light dusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, St. Swillens. You talk. Get me too. Um, I know this kid. What what does the what does Goodwin from Lost think when he gets hired in this Christopher Nolan movie and this is his role? Is he just like, yeah, I can play that guy. Mm-hmm. That's me, sleazy congressman. Yeah, sure, got it. You know, I'm I'm also a really good father and a husband in real life. But yeah, I can do this. But he's, but he's a war hero, or no, it's the line is he's a hero, a war hero, and this is peacetime. He's so wonderfully gross and silky. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I love that guy as Goodwin, but oh shit, I love him in this. I like him in this. Let me ask you this: Does this movie need a Matthew Modine character in it at all? I don't think so. I don't think so, considering his entire... Well, he does have an arc-ish. Ish. Yes, okay, he has an arc, and it takes up a lot of screen time, but, like, do we need him? I guess we needed a second in command if Gordon is going to be incapacitated at some point. Even more devastating is when you look at this movie, like, like where they are in certain places in the story Mm time-wise. Like, how long they're actually in the pit doesn't make any sense. No, no, yeah. Um, and I, I don't I don't just mean like story wise, but like like within the movie, like from this hour mark to that hour mark. Um, but yeah, Commissioner Gordon's speech is enigmatic as fuck. He's like, basically, I wrote a speech telling the truth about Harvey Dent. And maybe now the time's not right. And he puts the speech away. People are like, what are we paying? No one for this? in the audience is like, huh? What? What do these charity tickets cost? Maybe they're just not paying attention to anything he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course, his wife and like left took the kids because, of course. Because fucking of course she did after that last movie. Yeah, really. Also, that child is fucked up. Like, why? And conscripted to the big lie. Why is he so guilty? I guess that's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the start of Ben Mendelsohn, right? Seemingly, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was in, like, he must have been in something, uh, like, indie or, like, not broadly seen that, like, you know, people like Christopher Nolan saw and were like, yeah, I got to get that guy. To me, though, he'll always be this character. Yeah, yeah. It that. did work, my friend. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. If, if they could have had something where Gordon was frustrated because Batman like never got the credit he deserved, or I don't know, just like his, his character arc n- doesn't make sense to me in this movie. I don't really buy it. Well, they start to get at something when he visits him in the, the hospital room, which that scene makes no sense to me, um, about the, you know, we started this together and then you were gone. And it's like, maybe he's lonely. I mean, obviously he's lonely. His wife left Mm -hmm. the kids. I don't know if you heard. But like, he had this friend. It was like the one guy. And it's the one guy who's like keeping this lie for him. And he just disappears and gets to go presumably live a life. And he shows up in a suit and a ski mask later. And Gordon's like, fuck you, you know. Also, do they not have term limits in Gotham City for mayor? It's been eight years. It's the same guy as mayor. Well, it's Nestor Cabano. Yeah. (laughs) He's immortal. And uh, his, his terms are immortal as well. I just I would have liked to hear 
Mayor Richard Alper say, uh, I'm going to drop him in the spring. This is peacetime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Great sequence with uh, Anne Hathaway getting her instructions from Michael Caine there as Alfred and then finding the the weird, we hear the rumors of the weird recluse, you know, who lives in the West Wing or whatever. Why is Alfred sending this maid up with the food? Because Alfred just is, doesn't want to. Well, Alfred is seemingly like goal one. Like Alfred would love to put like, like create like a fake Tinder account for Bruce Wayne or something. Like he'd like to get him out there. So I keep thinking like, is he just trying to like, here's a pretty girl. He's like going down to like the catering boss and being like, I need your most attractive thirties woman. But me like, why? I like, maybe he'll hobble out of his, uh, his Mason jar of piss. to like mm-hmm. come flirt with her. And then of course he just picks up a bow and arrow and starts shooting it at her. Mm-hmm. That's power move. Yeah. So years later, they've, they've finished rebuilding way manor. They've built a new bat cave. It's so completely rebuilt that it looks like the same building as before. I think it's a little different. Um, I get why we need them at the end of the movie, but the rising like catwalks. That oh. seems annoying to me. It doesn't seem practical. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a security feature, but does that mean that every time you walk in there, everything is just wet? I guess what's weird is that uh, he wasn't in the Batcave in the Dark Knight because, you know, it got burned down or whatever. Yeah. Right. Still under construction. By the end of the Dark Knight, he's retired as Batman, essentially. But, the, the but then, the Dark like, Knight, he still built a whole Batcave anyway. Well, that's the thing, though, is this movie or the end of Dark Knight, they set up like a, a status quo. And this movie is like, we have a slightly, we have a course correction. Same thing with Batman. Well, it's eight begins. years later, basically. But Batman yeah. begins, but they they imply that after Dark Knight, what about never, escalation? He never suits up again, mm-hmm. right? So my feeling is almost like what you could have done if, in DC and Warner Brothers probably would have loved this is like the Star Wars movies. You say Nolan is doing the main movies; he's he's running this ship, you know, and then like do side movies if you could squeeze them in there. If you can't. That's not how movies and getting movie stars working. Okay, Christian Bale's like, no thanks. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, that would have been the way to do where you could have done these little things where, like, you set up that Christian Bale or uh, that Christian Nolan clearly doesn't want to handle. And then it's like, Nolan comes well, and tells the real story. You know? but seemingly, according to this movie, Batman was never seen again after The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And so he went and built himself a whole new Batcave, but he doesn't use it. Was he just thinking, like, I, I will suit up again and he just like kept putting it off and then his knee got shot out yeah. and I don't know. throughout his back i mean like what does that back cave smell like of all that rock and water just like wet and damp yeah yeah but not in a fun way um also ann hathaway has a very cute mug shot yeah should we talk about ann hathaway we should talk about how great she is i love her in this movie i like really like her in general i'm not sure why there's there's like it's it's gone away a little bit now but mm-hmm. there's like a long time, it was like people hate Anne Hathaway, especially women. Especially women. I don't why? know why exactly. Why, ladies? Why? But I, I definitely, I you know, not to gender it too much, but it does kind of feel like that was a a charge being led more by female fans than male fans. Um, I remember a lot of people were annoyed when she got cast in this, and I was like, oh, she should, she should be fine. I don't, you know. I mean, it was interesting the way they did it, where they were like, oh, she's playing Selena Kyle, because mm-hmm. technically she's not Catwoman. I mean, they, it's it's Catwoman. with all the stuff in the Nolan Batman movies, they right. 
kind of ground it more or whatever. Right. But I mean, so people are like, oh, is she just never going to suit up? What's going on here? Because people, I think, wanted what they want. Rachel Vice, they wanted Marion Cotillard. I know with the whole Oscar thing, it was like, oh, she's so try hard or whatever. She's like a like an annoying theater kid. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I mostly just watch her in movies. I'm not watching like a ton of like interviews with her. So Well, and she's not like Jennifer Lawrence. You know, where I see she's I can so see quirky where yeah. she's putting herself out there to the point that's only going to give them ammunition to turn on her. I, I don't know. I mean, the movies that she's in, she's frequently the best part of them mm-hmm. in Halfway. And, and the other movies, I can't say. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen the one of Joan Hall where they have a lot of sex and sell some drugs. Love uh, and Other Drugs? Um, what is it called? Love uh, and Other Drugs? Uh, Bro- Brokeback Mountain. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. What a joke. Um. Uh, She's the best part of uh, what's that fucking movie with Hugh Jackman? Where they sing Les Misérables. Les Mis, yeah. I think she got nominated. And she, for she, that. yeah, she won the Oscar for that. I think Good for her, uh, she gets out of there early too, smartly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before Russell Crowe starts trying to sing. <laughs> but I mean, like Ocean's Eight, she's the best part, mm-hmm. and she's basically playing like a caricature of her public persona. You know, I don't know. I don't even know if that's her public persona. I mean, well, not, but like the. The kind of negative persona that people believe she has or something. I don't know. It's it's baffled me. And then her her real life is fascinating. Like she got like swindled by a con man. Yeah. That sounds like an interesting story. I don't know why people didn't like her. Like at the time that she was cast, there's a lot of negativity about it. And it's like, what's wrong with Anne Hathaway? But she is such an incredible femme fatale in this movie. She sells it. She grounds this movie. She also like enables the more ridiculous parts of it in a way that doesn't look bad. I fucking love her in this movie. I mean, and I thought Michelle Pfeiffer could never be topped, and I'm so happy with well, this is with this performance. I mean, they they went in a different direction. Yeah. You know, yeah. if she tried to be Selena Kyle from Batman Returns, it would not have worked at all. Yeah, which may be my favorite comic book. I mean, trail of all time. Check in on uh, our Batman Returns podcast that we did with uh, Raquel. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fun cast, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a that's a very different Catwoman. Yeah. All right, but uh, she has she has a slight arc in this movie as well. She's trying to escape her past. She kind of gets what she wants with the whole eat the rich thing, and then discovers I want that's not great. Personally, I want a lot more of her in this as yeah. opposed to some other characters. Yeah. Um, speaking of other characters, we are briefly introduced to uh, Miss Tate Miranda Tate here. She's a uh, rich. This is a huge misstep. You think this is a huge misstep uh, okay. because. I mean, I like what Marion Cotillard. Oh, I love her. She's my, as I said many times, she's my favorite French like, hottie. Master Wayne, there's a gorgeous financier who'd like to talk to you. Yeah. No, and, seriously, she's fucking hot, Master Wayne. Yeah, and wants to talk to you about your your your, your clean energy shit mm-hmm. that she keeps giving you money for. Yeah. But I love it. He's just like, I lost your money. Sorry. Um, She's great, but it's like, in the Nolan movie, too, it's like he's serving her up to be like, you should be guessing at who she is. You can but tell. I, it's it's one of those things where it's like there's so much plot mechanics built into this twist that's coming. And it's like, did we need that? Was that really? That's what I mean. Is that her character is the is way she's the, conceptualized? Is that the way to spend your runtime? You know, If this was a four-hour movie, maybe, maybe there's a better version of this character presented. Because right now her character is basically Sophie Marceau and the world's not enough. Mm-hmm. And, and Bane is the Robert less, Carlyle. Really, yeah. honestly. And Bane yeah. is Robert Carlyle. Um, At least with Sophie Marceau, I think you know much earlier that she's a villain and the, and the yeah, world is not yeah, enough. Yeah. It's really not till the end of this movie that they like drop that twist on you. And then and then she's like, it was me. 
I was the author of all your pain. I'm the slow knife. And now I'm just going to drive around in a car for mm-hmm. 10 minutes and die kind of awkwardly. I mean, it's, it's such a waste of her. Um, so Alfred gives Bruce Wayne this big speech about how he's like, you stopped, you stopped being Batman, but you didn't start living. And Bruce is like, oh, Alfred. I had a life. I had someone. I think we've gone over this. And you lost us, sir. I mean, I, I, I just, like that idea. That To me, that lands a lot better. This idea of Bruce Wayne's grief and how he, you know, I mean, the meta, the depression metaphor, it's not even a metaphor, you know, it's like literally that's his character. Yeah. Um, that works for me much more than Gordon's like vague sense of guilt over the Harvey Dent act. Yeah. Yeah. This idea that he doesn't want to and get back in the world, doesn't want to be Batman because he sees no like point to it anymore, you know? Well, but it makes me wonder, was there something where it was like scheduling wise, we just, we can't get Michael Caine for very long or we just don't see a lot for him in there. I mean, because these last eight years of these guys must've been fucking miserable. That, I kind of, I, I don't like that scene where Alfred reveals that he burn the letter to me that's one of those things that's best left never readdressed like sometimes you don't have to tie up every loose end it felt like though when they walked away from the dark night i feel like they never planned to do that scene and then all of this shit they were like how do we get alfred out of this movie that's what it felt like yeah it's like how we need to isolate bruce wayne therefore we have to get rid of alfred well yeah these last eight years have had to been just a nightmare to the point where Alfred's just like, let me set up the ending and tell you about this vacation I used to take and my friend Bronca. I'd order a friendly Bronca. Yeah, every time that should have been my uh, honorable mission number nine. Be every time Alfred says the words Ferny Bronca. Like, I kept waiting for Michael Caine to do as for Ferny Bronca after this. Just going to Paris, like looking long in the at a table. Florence. Uh, Florence, sorry, looking long in the at a table nearby and then the person turns around it's not bruce yeah but they're also drinking fernet bronco on this mm-hmm. i think that's where hannibal also goes to chill um yeah but that is that in the um the scene where it was on your honorable mentions where blake shows up and he gives a long monologue like this movie has like a weird pattern with the dialogue where it's like a character is uh, very often this movie giving like this long expository monologue like building both information and like drama into it you know and mm. it's it after a while you notice it i guess you know it's one of those things where it's like oh we're doing a lot of this we're doing a lot of like let me tell you a uh a lesson in a, a moral and also my backstory which comes from dark knight yeah but but was handled better there mm-hmm. But a lot of a lot of like subtle drops to like the whole like oh you should use your uh, your real name your first name, Robin. That, that I mean that's just Wink. inexcusable. Wink. Yeah, yeah, that's that's almost Christmas came early this year or whatever. Like bad. I mean, I almost would it have been better if they just called him Blake the whole time or like Officer you know Officer Blake He's just Robin whatever. Blake. Yeah, and and it's just like uh, Blake Robin or you know like I don't mm-hmm. know at the end something like that you know. I feel like somebody like strong armed him into doing that because really, I get it without him being like Robin Blake because I I mean the idea is that he's supposed to become Batman mm-hmm. now right or like, Nightwing yeah I don't know yeah. maybe like uh, Blake Blake let's see here what's your first name Robin oh here we are yeah, yeah. you should go by Nightwing yeah <laughs> I mean, you should go by Nightwing it sounds better 
Whatever that means, Nightwing. I mean, I would have watched it. That's the thing. I'll, I'll cut to the uh, the chase on what we're going to get to later. Joseph Gordon-Levin should not be in this movie. I, I think he does a great job with mm-hmm. all the material. I like him as an actor. He doesn't need to be here at all. Mm-hmm. He's completely superfluous in the movie. It was like his character? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just setting up this ending. Because, I mean, I guess this was, this was part of Nolan's whole vision for this character. Is if he gets to do three movies really hitting home that Batman's a symbol. It could be anybody. In fact, it will be somebody else at mm-hmm. some point, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but like, no one's very good at a lot of things where like, he's very good at like building, like I'm going to weave these three scenes together into a crescendo. He's very good on these like individual scenes. Like again, this, you know, expository speech that Blake gives. And then you're like, I can't believe we just spent four minutes with that. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fucking things we need to cover and make it feel like organic. Well, it's like JGL, he's got to reveal how he randomly knows Batman's secret identity yeah. while working in details of his own past and his own character arc, yeah. you know, then his supposed how anger. How he fits in with the cops and how that he'll get more mm-hmm. disillusioned. He has to go see this one kid whose coping mechanism is just to draw bat signals over and over again in shock. Uh, there's a lot of screen time. Yeah. Yeah. Get this hothead out of here. Meanwhile, again, Selena Kyle's doing fucking James Bond. Shit. I really love her uh, her transition to like the terrified, frightened yes, acting. Yes, it's one of my favorite parts when they they start shooting up the bar yeah. that she's at. Yeah, she she does it first inside the bar, and it's it's really impressive the mm-hmm. way she like can turn on dime like that. And then when she's leaving, and a cop runs up, and she starts doing it again, like oh my god, there's someone who got shot inside. And and this movie actually uses an actor that I. Juno would be, Temple would be fine. Never seeing again. Juno Temple. No, I have no problem. Oh, with okay. Temple. Uh, Burn Gorman. Burn Gorman. That fucker. Burn Gorman. Yeah, legend of Gin Alley there. Burn Gorman has a face that's meant for doing like voice work in animated movies, perhaps. Like if you told me Burn Gorman voiced some some fucking alien and some Star Wars kid show, hmm. I'd be like, that makes sense. He can but he's, count to ten. Yeah, but he's actually pretty good i mean him and daggett are both incredibly sleazy like minor henchmen yeah even though it didn't work my friend (laughs) oh but yeah like her spycraft is great like oh that was his phone you just used well she almost seems to exist like in a slightly different like era yeah of of spycraft or like like she's trying she's essentially trying to be catwoman you know but like and they're just like we're boring corporate thugs who are just going to murder you like even though we don't need to you know why don't they put a bullet in juno temple's head yeah they why do they let her walk right out? you can go ma'am yeah <laughs> i mean because it's a, a pg-13 movie obviously yeah. you know but like yeah it's they're they're coming at it from different uh layers of the game i guess you know now like that you've she's, seen she's, all of our faces <laughs> she's clearly a, a thief with a heart of gold type of situation you know yeah yeah yeah, the Juno Temple's seen all of their faces. Not only that, she's handled one half of the merchandise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, I mean, I don't know. I've always liked the Catwoman character in all her various incarnations because she is a villain, but she's not uh, evil. You know, like she's a crook, but yeah. she's she's not like wantonly murdering people for the most part. You right, know? right. I mean, just her her take on good and bad is different from Batman's. Yeah. And it's like, you're punishing her, which just makes their whole dynamic super hot. Yeah. I mean, now they're like, then they get married at one point. She leaves them at the altar. Oh, burn. Because she's been manipulated by Bane. Mm-hmm. 
And now they're back together. They're on vacation, and he has like a weird Magnum PI mustache. I don't know. This internet told me that. Um, Batman with a mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Real Tom Selleck. Uh, so the commissioner ends up in the sewers, like taken straight to Bane by his flunkies. Um, you have the guy who's like super devoted to the cause, and then you have these two fucking jackasses. And Bane's treating his lieutenants like Darth Vader handles the Admiralty oh, and the Empire. Once again, like with the Joker, why would anyone work for this guy? Well, <laughs> He's just I, the only game in town, I guess. But no, but I get the one guy. Are these like local hires? I, I think so. I think they're just local local thugs, yeah. Because well, it's so confusing to me. After Blackgate, I get that. that You can script it all those guys into your army to make the, the, the double or triple your army. But these two fuckers, you don't need these assholes. Um, also, John Blake, of course, here's you know knows exactly which outflow thing the commissioners search him then i will kill you yeah <laughs> yeah of course he knows exactly what sewer outlet uh gordon's gonna wash up in and it's presented as like this fucking hothead right here it's get like, this hothead out of here i'm gonna go do some investigation and find this right train he like his was impeccable gordon dar yeah. sir the commissioner's down there get this fucking angry hothead out of here and he's like sir I, I just wanted to tell you information i don't know why you're saying i'm so angry uh sir i was just gonna tell you that your fly is unzipped yeah. shut the fuck up hothead um he's really taking that future promotion to heart uh so like i said blake goes to see bruce wayne um by the time follow him by the time john blake walks out of that study that goes to the car alfred has already researched the mercenary bane his connection to ben mendelson and they have a huge info dump while watching this car pull away I got like Bat Google or whatever there, you know. Yeah. Hell on Earth, a prison in a more ancient part of the world, which he is originally from South America. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. It, although it seems like that prison is like in the Middle East, in like in Morocco. Yeah. Considering Deshi Basara or whatever. Oh, is that like is, the the actual is, is Moroccan for rise. Mm. We're gonna have some talk about the pit. When we get there, the pit does not make sense. Yeah, there's a lot about the pit that doesn't make sense. Um, um, yeah, Batman's doctor appointment goes to see Doctor Thomas Lennon. Pretty convenient that Gordon just kept that incredibly incriminating speech in his jacket pocket for like a day. Yeah, because it's a day later at least. Mm-hmm. The, the congressman's been gone for for 24 hours, long yeah. enough to put it on the news. Yeah. Well, and Bane's just like, oh, a letter. I'll obviously need to read this later because I have shit to do down here. <laughs> What the fuck is working for Bane like? Obviously, you can't ever know that because he, he loses was shirtless his, there at first. Yeah, he loses his gravitas. But he was, was he just like, sorry, I was just taking a shit. I had to pinch one off. I mean, now I'm taking a horse bath. Sooner or later, he would have to take a shit. Yeah. I mean, you're in a sewer. Like, how does he in eat? A sewer. How does he eat? How does he does he refill cartridges of his gas mask? Where are his ears in that thing? How does he hear? Yeah. yeah. It's a great look. It's a great mask. Mm-hmm. It's very smart. It's not the stupid comic book one. It's certainly not the Batman and Robin one. Um, you get little details of like the the scar on his spine. The this scars is the, on the side of his head. This is the beginning of uh, what's his face? Uh, Tom Hardy taking roles where it's like, it's like something's covering up his mouth. Mm-hmm. It was great in Inception. And this is so drastically different. Very different. Yeah. You've got the dream a little bit bigger, darling. There's a like an economic situation with Wayne Enterprises in this movie that uh, should not be dwelled on too much because it doesn't make any sense nope. at all. We're going to board meetings, bitch. He, he plowed the whole R&D budget into 
a project that failed. Therefore, you don't have any money. No, I'm sorry. What? Eight years later, this would not have gone unaddressed. Yeah. To the point where it's like, like, not because like, oh, we're no longer film or funding these boys' homes in the in the urban Gotham area, but like in general, way before that, people would have addressed this. Well, I mean, how our executives aren't getting like thirteen million dollar bonuses anymore. What do you we think? Do something. What do you think Wayne Manor's market cap is? Wayne Manor or Wayne Enterprises' market cap is? I couldn't even tell you, man. Hundreds of billions, right? Yeah, easily. So, Presumably. like, how much money does the League of Enterprises via Miranda Tate have to plow into Wayne Enterprises to invest in it? Like, do they have billions of dollars at their disposal that they can then lose? Well, also, so all of his personal money is sunk into the company other than the house? No, that's, like, separate. Like, his personal money all goes with the stock exchange heist. Okay. That they're, like... We know it was a, but, a but bullshit also, trade, but still, we're not giving you your money but back. But he also loses his shares. I think that was all part of the stock exchange thing or something. Okay. Yeah, because I don't know. it doesn't. It's, like I said, it doesn't. It's two different things. You should not consider it. You, know, you should not scrutinize yeah. it because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Although we, well, we haven't gotten there yet, but there is that great line. There's, this isn't a bank. There's not money here. Really? What are you people doing here? Is that Glenn Powell? It's Glenn Powell, yeah. baby. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> It's a stock exchange. There's no money to steal. Really? Why are you people here? Boom. Well, Occupy. But one of two punches there where the one guy's like, yeah, really? I keep my money in my mattress. And and, and the fucking guy who arrested Kate and lost is just like, You're, that money in your mattress is going to be worth a whole lot less if these guys well, the, get away with this. The, I keep my money in my mattress. Like, what is it about Nolan movies and just giving the dumbest fucking lines imaginable to like random cops on the side? But not enough. Not even like Dark Knight. For a movie that's about fighting for the soul of Gotham, Dark Knight got me in touch with more random Gothamites mm-hmm. than this movie did. I don't know who the fuck these people are. I don't give a fuck about their soul anymore. Like That's a huge flaw in this movie, I think. Um, and it's mostly just about the cops. Like the, the ending with all the cops and Bane's criminals. Like That's just stupid, personally. I don't know. Well, they should have been mowed down by those machine guns. Well, it's like what, like well, who's feeding? Them? It doesn't make any sense, like combat wise. Like what? Who's who's giving them food? I mean, let's just say they're dropping food down. Also, there they've been wearing the same clothes, yeah. for five months. Ugh, gross. Where have they been pooping down there? I mean, in holes, presumably. That's a lot of holes. Um. So, Batman's dark point with Doctor Tom Slannon. <laughs> like, it is funny when you watch this movie how uh, to the bone some of the expository stuff is, where like. After Miranda Tate talks to, I think she's talking to Alfred, like Daggett just comes up and is like randomly like exposition, exposition, my friend. You know, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, he's just like some weird sleazy businessman, you know? I think more so than any other character, I would have loved to know like what the direction Nolan gave him. Just be yourself. <laughs> but but I presume that Daggett dresses better than Ben Mendelssohn. Like at one point when he's wearing like the suit with like the black turtleneck, that, I was like, that's I, I would wear that. Mm. I would wear that and I'd walk into her and be like, let's get some girls in here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like what him and Bern Gorman are gonna enjoy some girls. Yeah, I don't I don't want to you, even think about that. Are you parting with the mercenaries? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's Dr. Thomas Lennon who has got one of those affects that I can't ever take him seriously. Like he just seems like he's like trolling me of humor. Bruce Wayne gets a pretty abysmal bill of health. 
immediately. <laughs> like you had no cartilage, like you can't use your elbows or shoulders, yeah. and uh, you probably have CTE. Yeah, and your brain's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen boxers with better brains than you do. Uh, Which is one of those things where it's like, that's probably what would happen if you tried to be Batman, but I don't necessarily need that in my Batman movie. Right. You know, I saw where like Vulture, somebody did a thing with some doctor who's like, okay, what Batman does, hmm. how does this rank? And he's like, this is actually a pretty good <laughs> oh, report on his own. Real quick, before we move on, the uh, the sequence where Gordon, like right before they go down into the, the sewers, mm-hmm. the like sniper dudes up there, yep. like the main number one henchman. sad. He shoots at least four cops. Yeah. And then like another three get like wasted down in the sewer. Right. Like the explosion. Yeah. That seems like that would be a really big deal the next day on the news. Like seven cops murdered by a mysterious sewer gang or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like seven fucking cops. Yeah. To the point where. Especially if it's been like super chill for several years now. Well, and this is how fucked up it is. Blake says that all they asked him was, did you see any giant alligators? What the fuck? Yeah. They're just like, we don't care. Like, do you remember the fucking funeral that like Gordon got? Mm-hmm. Night? Um, yeah. So he had pretty bad bill of health. And then he like repels out of a window like he's James Bond or Jason Bourne. Visits Jim Gordon in a suit with a ski mask, which has got to be disconcerting. And Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is where I wanted to feel sympathy for Gordon again. Then we were in this together. Then you were gone. Um, and he's like, the Batman must come back. And then Bruce Wayne responds with, the Batman has bad knees, some scar <laughs> tissue in places, man in places. His brain got bumped around a few times. I like the uh, first meeting of Bruce Wayne and Miranda Tate here where she's got the mask on. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can throw a masquerade ball into pretty much any movie, I'd say it's a good decision. Like, sure. Has there ever been a, like a bad masquerade ball? I don't think so. I mean, it's not worked out for people in it, but it worked out for me. Dramatically speaking, it's like gangbusters every single time. This is a mask-heavy movie, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of masks, baby. Um, so not only does Bruce cut in on Selena's dance, he makes the other dude hold his fucking cane. Does he really need the cane? It's such a fucking hot dance sequence here. Yeah. In old-timey etiquette, do you have to say yes when someone has to cut on your dance? I mean, I, I think unless you are dating the person you do have to say yes you do i think so and unless there is a a relationship happening i think it like etiquette wise it would be weird if you said no Uh, or unless i mean unless like something's developing like there's some serious like you know chemistry you know happening between the two of you i think because we're already ignoring whether or not your partner has agency here but yeah but I, i just i like unless like you know things are happening between the two of you like if this is just someone you're dancing with and another dude walks up and is like, can I cut in? I feel like you have to default well, to let's, no. Let's try this out. Okay, ask yeah. me. Can I cut in? No. Oh. Let me go back to dancing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that feels right to me. Um, yeah, so Lucius Fox has a new new office. Um, Lucius Fox is also like, hey, I hear Miranda hates hot. Miranda Tate is pretty hot, you know? Uh, everything about that, Bruce? Yeah. She's got money. She's hot. <laughs> what happened to Batman and Robin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, got a secret elevator in his bunker of toys. Uh, I love this R and D bunker is like something out of the underwriters lost. Oh, like, uh, usually when you visit, you have a few extra requests. He's like, Nope, not this time. He's like, let me show you anyway. Yeah. The movie's got to keep going here. His secret elevator. He had a secret elevator in dark Knight, right? This is mm-hmm. a different one, but this uh, one, maybe. 
the bookshelf is a lot bigger. So it's a lot more shit is moving mm-hmm. for this elevator. Um, so like he's been consolidating, getting everything in his Raiders of Lost Ark bunker here. Says it's a secret. It's off the books. How secret is this? Obviously, um, Bane knows. Bane knows, yeah. So I presume Miranda Tate knows. Yeah. Which wouldn't that mean Daggett would know? Miranda Tate is not at this point a board member. Um, Isn't she? No, they make her a board member, I think, is the thing. That's like the whole thing where it's like, hey, you need to bring Miranda Tate onto the board and like you can make her the new CEO or something like that. I don't know. Isn't that what Lucius Fox is? He's the CEO currently, yeah. Or is he the chairman of the board? I think Bruce is the chairman. I don't know. It doesn't matter. None of the economics make sense in this movie. I don't know how companies work. I All I know is they're going to get together and vote Steve Jobs out of Apple. Um, yeah, I just like, uh, it takes a better mind than mine to fix it. A better mind? Well, I was trying to be modest. A less busy mind. That's the I ending, folks. Wink. Bruce, uh, in his spare time, you know, being a billionaire playboy and, and fighting crime is also like an avionics, like computer expert. Or He's something. Howard Hughes. Yeah. Um, also, presumably, he gets this sci-fi leg brace from Lucius. I guess, yeah. And, the, and it's like it's just like, ow, that hurt. Now my leg is perfect. We're gonna kick a wall, and then it's like that's all you need to know, audience. Let's kick some bricks. You're good. Does he keep that thing on all the time? I mean, they don't take it off in the pit. I guess not. We don't know, but I mean, they're just like I wouldn't take that off. You'll need it for data. <laughs> like, is he fucking Randa Tate with his robo brace? Oh yeah. Oh, you, I think he needs it, right? I would presume so. You don't want your knee to go out. I presume so. Yeah. But it just reminded me of how hot it was when uh, when Bruce and uh, Selena are making out Batman Returns, like feeling each other's scars. Mm. Also, the the Bat. I don't love that name. No. Just call it like the Batcopter or whatever. You know, or Batwing. The Bat. Yeah, Batwing. Batplane. Really yeah. My mother always told me about getting in strange cars with men. The design is kind of blah. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, he's like, this is going to be as practical as hell. It's almost too practical. Yeah. 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 So again, Alfred's aware of the pit. He's like got a whole backstory about Bane and Raja Ghoul. We're going to hear so many different versions of this story that you have to start to suspect the hell well, out it's of like, it. Why is this a twist? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like, it's like once they cast like little baby Joey King as quote unquote Bane, it's like, well, that's a girl. Although, you know, I'm just thinking now, like, I feel like this is a thing in a lot of modern movies where, like, there has to be a twist. It's a Nolan movie, too. Yeah. Nolan movies have to have twists. Mm-hmm. Like the infamous uh, Dunkirk twist. Was there a twist in that movie? I watched it once. I don't remember. If don't, what? If you don't remember. What was the twist? <laughs> I'm just joking. There's no okay. twist. <laughs> I mean, the whole time thing, I guess. Like the one could... movie he does, there's not a twist. I don't know. It's a boring movie. I, I found that movie completely dull. I can't believe it got nominated for an Oscar, but that's just my opinion. Hmm. Um. Yeah, but I love that Alfred and Bruce Wayne spend a lot of time talking about gearing up for dealing with Bane like they've seen the teaser trailers to this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we get to talk exchange. We can talk about Glenn Powell. Um, what a fucking, like, the man, talk about your asshole affectation that really gets you somewhere. They're getting the shoes shined. Like, what a, you're in your fancy fucking chair, getting your shoes shined, talking business. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know why people wear different colored jackets. I feel this. like his, uh, I think that's a stock exchange thing. I don't Whatever. know what it means, but the, the reasoning of Glenn Powell there, like Bruce Wayne coming back means change. 
Like, and he's just like picking a, a direction basically. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. You know, um, it's fine. It's interesting. Like, so a stock exchange typically ends at 4 PM. Um, it's not the winter. And it gets dark real soon. It's not the winter. We know that because yeah. it will be the winter later. Right. Uh, so it gets dark in like five minutes at like 4 PM. I mean, maybe there was like a three hour long hostage negotiation there. We didn't get to. Before they started the uh, eight minute time sequence, I was going to say, yeah. there's very clearly, you know, got to go mobile. Time yeah. to go mobile. Which is another one of those lines that I've been carrying around, rattling around in my small head mm-hmm. for all these years. Um, and he says mobile twice in this movie. And it's glorious both times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Batman is like stupid EMP gum. Every time Batman has a dumb gadget in these movies, I feel like it's a note from Warner Brothers. What's funny to me is that he's got the little one that's like the the beep beep in yeah. the car. Is it this big ass gun? <laughs> and he just glares at the cop who shot it. Yeah, sorry. Oh, and then there's a whole lot of like uh, is it Foley, I believe, is Matthew Modine's character. A lot of him like weirdly talking shit to Blake. He's yeah. like Blake's his driver. Yeah. Well, it's like somehow. If he can like win this victory of Blake, it makes his victory over Batman even sweeter. I yeah. really he should be promoting Blake to his like, I don't know, right hand man just so he can like verbally abuse him constantly. Yeah, yeah. You know? His major domo, yeah. Um, I love that the mercenaries though at the stock exchange are all undercover doing menial jobs. Like oh, the yeah. guy who pulls the Uzi Symbolic. out of the, the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um also Bane can apparently fit his whole mass situation under like a pink motorcycle helmet. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Catwoman or you know, Selena Kyle. The way her like uh, safe cracking goggles or whatever those are, the way those like go back on her head the to look ears. like cat ears. Yeah, it's great. Um, I even like. Obviously, we find out more about him later. The guy in the truck, or like, oh, like you got to move this thing, and he's just like, "Where am I supposed to move it?" Yeah, and then he gets shot in the back later and dies. Yeah, and Blake briefly feels uh, some sort of a remorse for taking a life. Oh shit. Guns kill people. He mm-hmm. says, and then he picks up a shotgun and takes off running. Um, he takes off running and commandeers a vehicle. Uh, yeah. So riding on dirt bikes of hostages, not bad. The imagery of the, uh, stock exchange, like the, the suspenders really make the look of the, uh, the stock boys there on yeah. the backs of the motorcycles. I feel like that was recreated for a video game. I can't think of what, might have been GTA five, but I definitely played a video game where they like basically were like ripped that off whole cloth. Huh. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, I said Matthew Modine is like definitely the foil for Batman and John Blake. Um, Daggett is such an incredible douchebag, but I kind of like the way he dresses in that one sequence. Sound a little too good to be true. Sound a little too good to be true. Like would he, is it odd that he has nothing in the safe? yeah i don't know (laughs) um and then you know what this movie is just fucking fun there's a part where batman and catwoman are fighting mercenaries together and he keeps stopping her from shooting people yeah on the uh like i'm loving this i'm just fucking loving this they know they just don't care yeah well there's a point too where like do you know the guy in quantum assault who's like sweeping at nothing in the background of one scene oh yeah there's a guy on this rooftop who just like throws himself to the ground in the background i mean look (laughs) you know this came up with like the the last jenny whatnot like it is not intended for you to slow mo these action sequences and look at people in the background. You don't have you to slow mo this guy. <laughs> he you just, just himself watch the, the watch the lead characters in real time. It looks good. That's fine. You know. Yes, believe it or not, they aren't actually fighting. It's all choreographed. 
It's like uh, if you like slow-mo and pay attention to like Jon Snow and some of the uh, fight scenes, it's like, oh, his sword is clearly rubber, you know? <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, congratulations. You found the frame-by-frame frame key on your DVD player. You know? Again, you don't have to watch this sequence frame-by-frame. Frame. You can see it pretty clearly. He's not yeah. that far from Anne Hathaway. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like you theoretically are not watching him. You're watching Anne Hathaway. Who cares? Oh, I was watching Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Um, so after all this, Bruce Wayne's like walking around Wayne Manor, leaving the Batcave. No issues. So he's presumably wearing the brace. He's going to go wear it into the shower. I like the just the dynamic between Bruce and Catwoman immediately is like incredibly flirtatious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting. There, there. Like I don't know that they have a ton of heat. A lot of it comes from her. Definitely. I mean, she immediately is like the like mom told me not to get in cars with strange men. Like she's she's taking it there. Yeah, she's inching it along because. I feel like Bale is putting off very little heat. Like he seems oddly sexless in a lot of his movies to me. Even uh, American Psycho. But that's that's part of it, though. That's part of the the weird robot performance of uh, don't just stare at it, eat, eat it. it. Yeah. Um, Do you like Phil Collins? He's <laughs> <laughs> flexing while fucking that thing. Uh, which is like, I honestly think that's his best performance. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen like the machinist or the wrestler or not the wrestler. Um, what was the movie you want to ask for? Fighter. The fighter. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, I don't see like I'm getting something fantastic in the Ford versus Ferrari. He's like using this closest to his actual I, accent. I do want to see that movie. Just it's James Mangold. I feel like he doesn't usually disappoint, you know, mm. like he makes like just really solid movies. Maybe not like great movies, but. So the I will say this about the board meeting. We see the uh, apple fell very far from the tree guy. Oh, they bring back uh, Christopher Nolan's like uncle. Yeah. Right. They bring back Senator Patrick Leahy, who was previously terrorized by the Joker. So they're both on the board. (laughs) (laughs) I love that the uncle is just the one who's like, I'd like to be in this movie more. I volunteer to be a hostage. (laughs) So the repo guys tow Bruce Wayne's car while he's inside the company. That's cold blooded. I mean, I, they I know he's there. <laughs> it's one of those details where you just have to go with it and like not think about it, which I, I think I guess a minor criticism would be this movie wants to be this very grounded and realistic Batman movie. But at times it's like, but don't think about this too hard. You know, here's what I'll say about the ambition of this movie. It's the same thing I felt coming out of Endgame. I appreciate how fucking much they, they reach for. Because again, this could have been like a season of TV. There's a lot. There's a fucking There's a lot. lot crammed and that's in this part movie. of the problem is yeah. that certain things, scenes, when I watch scene from beginning to end, it's great. I watch the next scene, it's great. The way they all assemble doesn't always feel great because there's so many fucking threads to weave mm-hmm. together here. Um, but this, we get then, you know, uh, uh, Blake gives him a ride. It's the first of two times where, gee, I wonder why Bruce Wayne needs to explain to this guy why you wear a mask. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I wonder where this is happening. Where going. I did like the uh, the elevator that's inside this like random office that uh, Lucius takes Miranda to that then lowers down. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, just the uh, the construction office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With this massive fucking facility that they built. Yeah, yeah. It definitely reminds me of something from like Borderlands. That elevator there. Hmm. Yeah, and the kind of this isn't necessarily the MacGuffin, but the uh, the the device of this 
fusion reactor right. that can be turned into a nuclear bomb if uh, it's I don't know, modified or whatever. This is what Bruce plowed all his money into that doesn't work. Which he, he shuddered solely because he read an article by Dr. Pavel. That it could be weaponized, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. So the thing works fine. Couldn't apply a little bit more money into making it not weaponizable? I don't know. Yeah, seriously. And she plays it very cool, like, oh, but the guy was found dead like a week later. And he's like, doesn't matter. I mean, if she's made a board member, I don't know if that's possible. If you can make someone a board member five minutes before the board meeting. Whatever business. Biggest possible hand jerk motion. Um, yeah, Daggett starts mouthing off to Bane. First of all, I love the sequence. Do you feel in charge? Yeah. Do I look like I'm on the I'm running the Wayne board? You're hit on the stock exchange. It didn't work, my friend. <laughs> this little subordinate Burn Gorman there is just like, I'm gonna go over here. No, I'm in charge. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out the fuck out of here. Um, but does Bane seem like the guy you want to mouth off to? He's wearing a fucking mask. And he's like six inches taller than yeah. you. I love this the as he just places a the back of his hand on his shoulder. Yeah. It's and it's so it's so gentle and so threatening. Um and then and then the the thing where like Daggett realizes he's in trouble and he's just like, I've paid you a small fortune. And this gives you power over me. And it's like he's like, Oh my god, money doesn't have power over you? You're pure evil. Yeah. <laughs> I like the bit where Bruce shows up at uh Selena Kyle and Juno Temple's uh little like loft apartment or whatever, you know. Yeah. I, I'm always a fan of any secret identity stuff. Yeah. And he, oh my my friend, you know, wants you to get in touch with so and so. It's like really Selena, you didn't you didn't put two and two together. Well, I mean, you wouldn't assume that guy's Batman, right? I guess he's on a cane, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's really seen Batman doing a whole lot, and now he's walking around without the cane, and Batman's back. I don't know. Maybe he's got a robo brace. But yeah, Bruce Wayne comes home in the rain, gets it wet with Miranda Tate. Somewhere in here, Blake gets promoted to being like Gordon's lackey. Yeah, yeah Bruce like shows up. His doors are locked. I don't know if that's like, I guess it's just because Alfred isn't there. I don't He's know. He's never needed a key before. And Miranda Tate's just like, hi, I'm here in the rain to have sex with you. Well, so how did you get the car out of the garage before? It doesn't matter. Um, I really wanted there because at, at a certain point, she takes some like like old sheets off of like, it's like a presumably it's like a, a wing that hasn't been used in a while. You know, so she takes a sheet covering a, a table and there's photos of. Uh, Rachel Dawes like if they had somehow just put both Katie Holmes mm-hmm. and uh, Michelle uh, not Michelle um, Maggie Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. in, like if there's like a photo of each of them that would have been chest kiss perfection but mm-hmm. they didn't I think they just would go with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal if I'm not mistaken yeah I like that um, that by uh, uh, bringing these things up though that's when he's just like yeah we're gonna fuck you're bringing up all my grief and pain yeah we're gonna do a thing i mean she showed up at his house dripping wet and it's like let's sneak in and like stay warm together like what else is she doing here really Mm -hmm. oh she's gonna give him the uh most grand pity fuck of all time and then she's like briefly expositions about like I don't know. Back in the day, my family was poor and we had to learn and like know how to like make fire or something like that. But I mean, it's not a bad line and she sells it. She's got the weird scar on the nights that we had a fire. We felt very rich indeed. And he's just like, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were privileged like me. 
anywho, mm-hmm. I've kind of gotten what I need, so I'm going to just hobble on out of here. This baby. is one of those things where I, I just, if we had cut out, like if we were just like, hey, Gordon, you're not going to get an arc in this, and JGL, you don't exist in this movie, mm-hmm. then we have more room for Miranda and Selena. And they, I feel like that you can just do more with them. I agree with you to the, to the degree that I don't know. I could make the argument that any of those characters are the arbitrary one that could be cut. True. I mean, you could say we don't need Talia in this movie right. at all. You could say you don't need Miranda yeah. or Talia. I think, I think you need her more than JGL because you're trying to tie this in. It's like a, a Capra trilogy. You want that connection to the League of Shadows, I guess. You, you could know? do a version of this where you don't have Catwoman. And it's like it's it's a legitimate a poorer version, yeah. It's like legitimately true to the characters where him and Talia do have a genuine connection. They just happen to want different things because that's that's the same thing with Talia and Selena. It's like they're both essentially perfect significant others for him, except for this one. Except huge for the fact that they're ideological difference, super villains. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they sit by the fire. He caresses her scars again. Is he wearing his leg brace? He's like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, I get these bionic fuck powers from my dad. Uh, I mean, does he, I don't know, like wrap that thing up in some lambskin or something, you know, just so. The brace? The, yeah. I you mean, think he's got like a leg condom? Well, there's chafing, right? And like, you know, it's like, just some cold metal. No, it's not lambskin. He's probably lubing it up. Just some oil? Yeah, he's just probably, he's probably head to toe. Like KY? This is his whole move. So he yeah. just pours the big thing of jelly all over himself. And he just gets in there like he's being reborn. Like he's like he, like Neo coming out of the Matrix. I mean, at the very least, you want to wrap that up in like an ace bandage or just something so it's not like bare metal, you know? I don't know. It, it also depends on what movements are they doing. I mean, he's I'm, Bruce Wayne. She's Talia al Ghul. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's the one to watch, my friend. Mm. But, but like, is she just like, oh, shit, I can't have too much fun because then I'll give away my secret identity. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'm also European, so I'm, I'm assuming because she's French. Anyway, um, I love so Bane and Batman meet. I love the whole Selena, the ridiculous way that she leads into the tunnels. Like the, the kind of uh, date they go on, basically, yeah. beating up random henchmen. The way she like kind of sets up some of them and then he's just like, suddenly hanging upside down next to the guy to punch him out. And so he meets Bane and he's just like, Bane, let's not stand on ceremonies, Mr. Wayne. And Selena's like, Oh, Oh, I should have gotten that. That connects a lot of dots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love his very simple, like he made a big mistake. And then uh, Bane just beats the ever living shit out of Batman here. There's a, including just like breaking his mask. That's a nice and effective. Well, I think what's really smart is that, after he's like rendered unconscious with the back breaking and he takes that chunk of mask, we never see the exposed Bruce Wayne face. Yeah. Much like we don't ever see Bane's face after mm-hmm. the, the damage. But uh, there's this great moving shot where the camera's kind of panning around Bane as like the sparklers or whatever are going off. And he's just like, this is bullshit. <laughs> the eternity and deception, powerful tools for the uninitiated. But we are initiated, aren't we, Bruce? So you think darkness was your ally? <laughs> you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was a man. And then it was nothing but blinding. <laughs> he does things with his voice that are incredible. Uh, just the, uh, the other one. You fight like a lot younger man with nothing held back. Admirable. But mistaken. mistaken. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a lot of like really good talking shit lines from this. But it's it's the weirdest like fight talk. Well, there there's a weird uh kind of like the moral lesson or whatever is that like Bruce Wayne needs to rediscover his fear. Yeah. Like that is what is find him again. That's what's holding him back is that he no longer fears. You're welcome, Def. Yeah. I mean the I did like the line earlier where Batman's just like he's talking to Alfred and he's like, Oh, you're afraid like I'll keep, I can't remember the I'll line. Lose. You're afraid I'll lose. He's like, no, I'm afraid that you want to, you know? that you won't mind. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, also, I really just want you to go nut. Mm-hmm. I think that would clean up a lot of your issues. The shadows betray you because they belong to me. <laughs> Mr. Wayne, seriously, have you seen a photo of Miranda Tate? <laughs> what makes you I have think one on you? my phone. <laughs> what makes you think that you are in her league? Yeah. You should stick with the hot babe in the latex upstairs. Who's watching us. So I beat you. Why are you punching yourself in the face, Mr. Wayne? Um, so it's it's savage. On top of it, Bane steals his toys, like arming their army, then breaks his back. Well, this is it's a fascinating development in a Batman movie, and I, I admire their willingness to go there. But on subsequent viewings, it's something where you're like, oh man, Batman got his back broken. I know ish. Ish. I mean, whatever, like. Clearly, the movie is going to have to earn his return. And what that means is that, like, check your watches, boys. It's going to be like 40 minutes of, uh, you know, comeback, whatever. You know, like, where you immediately know, okay, there's going to be, he's going to be totally incapacitated. And then he's going to be, like, trying, but his back is still sore. And then eventually he'll start to heal. And then he'll get stronger again. And then he's going to, like. And the back is the least of the fucking issues because he's got all the psychological issues to deal with. But you it's know? like you you immediately know, oh, shit, that's another 40 minutes that just got added to this movie. And it's it's interesting that they, like, were willing to go there with the back breaking. But it's like, man, this feels like a chore. I got to say, though, pacing-wise to this movie. The stuff leading up to like his first return as Batman. When I walked out of the movie, I thought that was the first 20 minutes and not mm-hmm. like the first 50, which mm-hmm. it was. Um, and then here's where it definitely slows down because it needs to. But, but it's, it's, it's like ugly. the movie's obsessed with earning it, which is weird because they totally don't earn it in other ways. Like that, like, like the, we talked about the economics mm-hmm. of Bruce's situation that make no sense at all. Right. But it's determined to be like, no. We are totally going to earn the idea of Bruce Wayne breaking his back and going through an emotional thing, you know, or he has to refine his fear and he has to heal and he has to retrain. And it's like, we're going to do all of that. By the way, as soon as he gets back, he had time to like go put a bunch of gasoline on a bridge in order to make a symbol of himself. We're not going to show you that. There's only one detail in all that shit that, that, that I, I generally have questions about, but the prestige, which doesn't really have a lot of, plot holes to me we should do the prestige sooner or later we should it's my favorite nolan movie it's it's his best i Mm -hmm. think it's certainly his best Uh, i wish the score was a little different but it's his best um the prestige though doesn't have a lot of plot holes to me there are certain things where it cuts corners and it's like magic Mm -hmm. deal with it inception which i think is a lot better than people give it credit for there's a lot of scenes that don't make sense you watched inception Mm, a couple months ago okay there's a couple scenes that that, like you're like how does this work and you're like you know what fuck it dreams whatever Mm -hmm. dreams this movie, it's like I'm juggling a lot of things, and not all of them are like working out. But I love Selena <laughs> Kyle's look in uh, the elevator or the airport scene. There, yeah, she looks like like Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So oh, she just like gets sent to prison in part of this movie. 
Men's prison. Yeah, it's like co-ed prison for like the bad criminals she or whatever. Fucks up that dude's hands, and I love how the guard, oh, the, flip, yeah. the, the guard, and the warden are like hot. <laughs> I mean, he was asking for it, but hot. Yeah, Batman's taken to the pit. You know, why don't you just kill me? Because you don't fear death. You welcome it. Um, the pit. Can we talk about the pit? Well, the pit is not scary. Interesting, but not scary. Doesn't seem like hell on earth. Presented as supposed to be scary, right? Not I, so much. Well, it's, it's it's hell on earth. Interesting design. Where is somebody dropping food down there a lot? Great question. They must be. Other question I have is: doesn't seem like that hole would provide all of the illumination into the pit that it does. Yeah, that's it. It seems like the sun is constantly at like either eleven or one o'clock. Yeah, like it seems like it's a lot brighter in there than it should be. Well, and, I mean they've got a TV. Honestly, like if a TV, I can think of a lot of uh, TV shows or movies that have prisons that mm-hmm. seem like worse places to be than this Monkeys. prison. We watched it not long ago. Sure, I mean like Shawshank Redemption, yeah. um, Oz. You know, yeah. like any yeah. prison. It it's like okay, like there's some kindly prisoners who are helping you heal. It seems like a lot of old guys who have found inner peace. Yeah, it doesn't seem that bad, really. I mean, it's, it's, it, these guys seem like they're about to like uh, get together and coordinate, like dancing to Thriller or something like that for a viral video. Probably yeah. will. I mean, what seems scary is is Batman's initial situation because he's handicapped. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you just need to be hung up by a rope. From your under your shoulders, and so you can stand. Just kind of push the bones back in, and you'll be well, fine. What's great is, first of all, I love that guy, Tom Conti, the guy who like mm. talks for the doctor. Um, I love it. It's it's not the doctor who resets this vertebrae. It's this other guy who just like whacks him in the side. Um, my concern about Christian Bale coming out of that scene, other scenes, is I don't want him to be doing like a lot of that Mel Gibson thing where he loves to act out pain. Like I feel like Mel Gibson was always popping an arm out of a shoulder socket in the yeah. Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah, why he had to get like really beat up. Fighting over the TV, the all Gotham City Exposition News Channel. You get to the pit and you you just immediately know, oh man, this is gonna be a while. Like yeah, for him to get out of here, like okay, his back is broken. We're like we're not. This movie's going yeah. to try to earn it, yeah. you know, which which it should. It should, but it's yeah. but it's crazy that he doesn't get there to like. An hour and a half into yeah. this two hour and 45 minute movie. Yes, yeah, it's, it's essentially at the midpoint of the movie. Because you know happens. that we have to have a big fucking return to Gotham we, City. We have to have a lot of like intrigue with like the Wayne Enterprises board. We have 18 characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and yet, and yet there's these great little moments. Like he, like Bane has a whole monologue. But then when it is done, Gotham is ashes. You have my permission to die. Yeah, you have my permission to podcast. We have to. You know, go back to like the weird underground, like bond layer that the uh, fusion core. Sits I would in. argue Selena has a worse time in prison, other than being handicapped. Selena's prison seems scarier to me. Than a woman the pit. in an all men's prison, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, number one, those guys are in trouble. They make still, her wear a jumpsuit. You know, Bruce Wayne. Which just, she looks great in. Bruce Wayne has to wear like whatever he's got on. Which I presume the other guy is like wiping his ass for him. Mm, yeah. Also, I feel like I feel like like Michael Caine was like, I'll come back to the movie, but I only want to shoot for like 
15 days or something like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like Christian Bale was like, I'll come back and do the movie, but here's the thing. For one third of it, I want to keep my own natural weird facial hair. So just find reasons why Bruce Wayne can grow this kind of wispy thing that I wear on my face. They send like all of the cops into the sewer. Mm -hmm. I I guess because Bane's down there. Like he's got the tip off from uh, Anne Hathaway or something. Because it's like yeah, that Blake goes to the commissioner who tells Foley like, oh, we got to like, you know, get Blake. They're making explosives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is where I think it's it's too much. It's too long. It's it's too much for this movie. But Nolan's really good at building multiple events. There's a crescendo side by side of the editing. You got moving cops in the place. You got investigating, Blake investigating the construction sites. You got Bane doing shit at the nuclear reactor. And then you have the football game. I mean, it's a huge buildup to this other thing. It's part of the other thing. And the movie wants, the movie does earn some of it. It doesn't earn everything or it doesn't earn it if you look at it too hard. Um, but yeah, like he shoots, Blake shoots the one guy in the hole from behind, like we said. Mm-hmm. Like he like got the, I like how he gets the bolt to ricochet, but then he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I just killed this guy like I intentionally meant to do. <laughs> I mean, did he mean to do that or is he just pulling the trigger? Yeah. I don't know. Well, but yeah, that's it's a, that's a philosophical. It's talk. just a lot of plot. It's mm-hmm. a lot of plotting. Yeah, we finally get to the big uh, what a lovely, lovely voice mm-hmm. moment, uh, and Heinz Ward returning a uh, kick for a touchdown there. What do you think about that? Where everything's blowing up behind him. I would have liked it better if he went like full on like icky, sh- icky shuffle or whatever, mm-hmm. like a, just like a ridiculous celebration, and then turned around, and it's like, oh, <laughs> well, he's like hearing the crowd. He's just like, I've got them. Mm-hmm. They love me. <laughs> These screams in terror, obviously, for how good I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a fucking... R.I.P. the mayor there, too. Yeah. Uh, gets sure, it. Mayor Richard Empire. But that's a fucking movie scene, though, of all that shit blowing up behind the dude. It's cool. We saw it in the trailer. Like, it's neat. Um, I, Other scenes that I think are necessary but ridiculous, every fucking scene with, like, the Air Force general and the command center watching this shit and being updated throughout the movie. It's one of those things where it's... I don't know. It it almost feels you like have to have it, but it's like obviously this would be happening. Do we have to have it though? Right. You know. Well, because they need to quiet that logical part of you that's like, well, I saw the Avengers; they will straight up fire a nuclear bomb. Well, because at, these- at a certain point, it's like five months later or whatever. Yeah. You know, and you're like, okay, it's winter time now, and uh, I mean, I guess what is it? You could say this is like September or whatever when the movie. So begins. also. President William Devane. So it's obviously in the 24 universe, right? Mm-hmm. When he has like Where's dementia. Jack Bauer, man? The Chinese got him. Jack Bauer was about to be sent in with the uh, Special Forces guy. Do you remember the, uh, the promo for like that last Jack Bauer 24 season? Where it's like, there's like the upside down uh, British taxi. Do you remember that one? The promo? No. Oh, I, that's I think I watched the season with you, right? Is is the promo like for it was like, that season? It was the first like official announcement for the season. It was like, here's an upside down British cab. And it's like, you know, clearly like some some action movie shit has gone down because this cab is upside down. And it's just like cut to Jack Bauer with like one arm around Chloe. And he's just like shooting off camera at something. Interesting. Yeah, it's a pretty cool promo. Um, Problematic fave. Uh, like a neocon fave, right? Problematic fave. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of which, very vocally, Donald Trump's a huge fan of this movie. This movie? Yeah. Why? 
Uh, apparently, he has made a speech before where he has more than a little bit quoted pain. I, I believe I read somewhere that Bloodsport is his favorite movie, but he fast forwards through the action scenes. What a fucking movie. Yeah. Or not through, but to the action scene. Why does he have? What is, what is the? What was in that drawer in the picture with the taco bowl? Did he have the Hitler pills? He had the Hitler pills. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's your By own. the way, I just took another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Restoring the dictator to health. Got it. Um. So Bane frees the people from Blackgate there's, prison. There's a long. There's like two long Bane speeches here, which I don't think. Like Bane has a fantastic dialogue, except in these two speeches, pretty much. There are lines here that are good. Like if the whole thing could have been. Gotham is yours. None shall interfere. Do as you please. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember a single fucking line of dialogue from these scenes. Um, and there's a lot of great because you can't see his mouth. There's a lot of great like parody videos and a lot of bad parody videos where the one where he's holding Gordon's letter and he's like, now I'm going to read my thug's lunch order. Pizza. Gary. Gotham's not known for their pizza. Yeah. Um, it's just like that goes on forever. And then he like the, just, like, the next people... day he goes to Blackgate prison and has another boring ass long speech. Where he reads Gordon's whole letter. Oh, I like I like the one of the football field. I like the whole Dr. Pavel's yeah. like, who else can who else can disarm this? Nobody. No one. <laughs> <Thanks>. Boom. <laughs> Boom, bitch. Um what do people really sit here and listen to him read a fucking letter? <laughs> Does this hold up? Is Gordon still commissioner at the end of this movie? Yeah, I mean you'd think they'd just fire fucking everyone. Yeah. I would think I'd be I think they'd be like, yeah, he decided to retire. Mm-hmm. Spend more time with his family who left him. Um, I mean, little details, whatever. Bane rises up this picture of Harvey Dent that he rips in half, like he's down the middle, giving him two faces. Um, when the when the people come for the rich, there's a very good shot of a doorman dragging a woman on the ground in a fur coat. <laughs> I don't know why I find that hilarious. Um, yeah, they free everyone from Blackgate Prison here. Uh, there's a lot of like Gordon's just like watching this. Like, like Blake has gone and like rescued Gordon from the hospital he was in. Um, we haven't got to the five months later yet, but we we get there eventually, essentially. And it's just like, all right, we uh, need to move some stuff forward so that Batman can have his back healed. Yeah. And there's a bomb, and it's like Bane's plot is he's like holding the city ransom, or not ransom, really. He's basically like, if you if anyone tries to inter- like interfere with the city, I'm gonna blow it up. Um, but also secretly, this bomb is going to blow up anyway. It is. No, no, this makes sense. Why? They're the League of Shadows. Their whole intent is to, you know, burn down the corrupt institutions when they uh, get too powerful or whatever. Why don't they just like, you know, nuke this place immediately? Well, it doesn't make any sense. It's like too, they wanted to like, I don't idea know. That I'm going to let the people think that they're empowered, but they're also hostages. It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. No. I mean. For the bulk of the people, for the criminal class, you just released from prison. The lower class, this makes sense. Well, it's one of those things where it's like the majority of people know. It's one of those things where it's like this is why the Batman villains are never supposed to fully succeed because then what? Yeah, yeah. Um, The movie dances around so carefully the misdirect of the woman and the child in the pit, and uh, you got like Josh Pence playing Josh Pence, young (laughs) the other Winkle Winkle Voss, yeah, the other Winkle Vi. I guess he didn't know while doing a social network. No, I think he did. I thought I read that they didn't tell him during production. I can't imagine that's true. Because wouldn't Army Hammer have had to come in and film the other stuff? I don't know. I just remember in the commentary, like, 
like he had to eat like so many hamburgers for that one scene. Mm. But like that scene's literally like five seconds long. He's like, I'm also busy on Thursday. Maybe we can meet after the break. And it's like for that one scene where the guy's like chowing down on a burger. You film that how many times? It's Fincher, baby. Gotta love Fincher. Um, He needs it, man. It's it's great that you get like your Netflix shows and whatnot. But come on, man. Make another movie. So at this point, we haven't heard any news about it. The whole... War Wars I think that's dead. dead right? I think that's dead. But like yeah. the favor to pit or whatever. No one fucking wants another World War Z movie. That's a big fucking favor. Yeah. <laughs> could you could you put your name on this trash? I don't think Brad Pitt wants another World War Z movie. I don't know what Brad Pitt wants. I mean, like that Astra. I'm gonna put that out there. It was good. Yeah. Um when's the last time you saw Brad Pitt cry? Exactly. Well, I'm trying to think if I know the answer to that and if I care. I've, I've been no, told he but, cries in Legends of the Fall, but uh, didn't oh, see yeah. it. Yeah, you should see it, bro. Yeah, get in touch with that side of yourself. Um, yeah. So we see the backside of the tumbler several times as they drive through the city. There's this little thing on the backside between all the wheels where it looks like the exhaust comes out. I always laugh because it looks like a like a little scrotum with an asshole on it. Scrotum with an asshole. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's adorable. Well, there's there's like the weird like camo tumblers they have in this movie, yeah. Which is like the original. I think we saw in Batman Begins. That's the original form because of the whole mm-hmm. bridge jumping. Yeah, I mean we've got a whole subplot with Blake and the uh, the dean or like the the dude the from Saint Swe- the priest is that what he is? He's okay, priest, yeah, from Saint Swearlands and like I, the I little kids an and. Why do we need any of that? Not no, really. That guy's an asshole. I mean, I, I do. There is like a little bit of like a Red Dawn vibe of like the occupation and whatnot. And like the, you know, he's got some, some resistance, is, like Wolverine shit going on. I mean, we didn't talk about this movie has that thing that you get like at the last season of your TV show where it's like, we no longer have to be like holy about the status quo and shit's fucking apocalyptic, mm-hmm. which is why this movie was so fucking bizarre to see midnight opening night. Because I was like, "Oh shit, the world has ended." This movie's still going. We're dropping down little messages on strings in the sewer yeah. and shit like that. We haven't mentioned, by the way. Um, I do think, unfortunately, it it did kind of cast a weird pall on this movie. The uh, mass shooting that happened on opening night with this movie. Um, it's just always in the back of your mind, I guess. Yeah, which is. Another reason why this new Joker movie is so distasteful, because that was that guy's whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how many years it's been, we shouldn't be forgetting about things like that that easily. Um, but like it's like you have it right there how some of this bullshit can inspire these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get the whole special forces. These dudes show thing. up and just get waxed immediately. But it's like. They're just in there. Immediately. They think they're in there a lot longer than they should be. Um, Bane just puts his knee on the guy's throat, just kills him. These guys show up, and they act like, like they're hot shit, and they're like, stand aside the pros. Real hotheads. They just get taken out immediately and like hung from the uh, the rafters of the bridge or whatever. That That is a very like Fallujah vibe. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, they're like, you're not even a good hothead compared to us, Blake. Blake's like, I don't know why everyone keeps calling me a hothead. I I just I feel like I'm a rational individual in a crazy world, man. <laughs> um, so I think this movie works really hard too, though, to make it feel. And I kind of appreciate this. I don't think a lot of movies do this. A lot of movies will be like, okay, we got to cut our losses on our thing. This movie works overtime to make it feel like the themes of the trilogy come together. Mm-hmm. To have the doctor be like, make the climb as the child did without the rope, 
and the fear will find you again. It's a great, it's a great line. It's ridiculous. It's, good. It, it's almost more like something that belongs in an episode of a TV show than a movie, though. This is a TV know? show. This is a season. This, this of TV. is like six episodes of a television show crammed yeah. in a two and a half, yeah. forty-five minute movie. Which is movie. which is my first thought walking out of Endgame, where I was like, "Wow, I just watched like the last season of the Avengers show." Mm-hmm. Um. So again, Bruce Wayne escapes the pit, gets back to Gotham. How? Who cares? It's a Batman movie. Once, which there once is he is up. out of the pit, I don't need an explanation for how he gets back. He's Bruce Wayne. And I feel how like, does he get back in the first movie? Like, I was going to say, I feel like it's set up in Batman Begins. Yeah. You just accept that the world's small place when Bruce Wayne needs to do his fucking shit. Um, the, the only acceptable variation that I will, I will take of these like logic-busting questions is... Has he been wearing the robo brace this entire time? Because he just struts up to her on the street like, hey, baby, miss me? We will assume that it's on. There is actually, if you want to talk plot holes, and maybe this isn't actually a plot hole, but there is a bit at one point where Miranda Tate and others get captured. And then she's just like back again in the next scene, which I guess you could say, oh, no, that secretly because she's actually Talia. But it does play weirdly where you're like, did you guys edit this wrong? There's a clunky part too when Bane sees the uh, the bat signal, mm-hmm. and he just like says off screen, "Keep her close." Possible, yeah. yeah. And it's like that feels clunky, yeah, because it's like, oh, we're on the cusp of this get this thing that you've all guessed, you've all fucking guessed this. But I love Batman's return. I mean, Selena rescues the kid. Well, I, she I says, think- "Never steal anything from someone you cannot run." Kid takes a bite of the apple for tossing it back to mm-hmm. him, and then he's like, "Hey, baby, brought your flash drive." Pretty much any time. In a movie, you can do the uh, this person is supposed to be dead thing and they come back. Like, mm-hmm. if you earn that, and I think they earn it in this movie, that's also a good scene. Yeah. You know, I mean, he does it like basically three times in this movie With, where it's like, oh shit, Bruce Wayne's still alive, you know? Right. Or or, or not or, like, a, like a weird cripple who's peeing yeah. in mason jars. And now, obviously, the gold standard, I think we can agree, would be Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. 100%. What is it? 100%, right? No, yeah. I was, I was going to go. I'll with, take your silence as a yes. I was going to go with, I won't call you for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they could have done a lot more with Catwoman. It's a big, complicated structure, huge cast. Um, but I think, I think she might be the one who served the best. She's got an arc. This woman looking out, run her complicated, weird past. She gets again. She gets the paradigm shift to side that she wants, and then realizes there's no humanity there. Um, and it's Anne Hathaway. No, she's fine. I just I. I think you could have tightened things up by removing some other stuff to give her and, and Talia both more right. or, or just, you know, remove Talia too. Like, I don't know. There's, there's changes you could make to make this a, a lot yeah, more. Sure. I like, guess I'm, like I'm, do we need Gordon to go have like a heart to heart with Foley? Cause Foley is like being a pussy and doesn't want to come out like with the other cops or whatever, it's you know, crazy how much they give Foley. Yeah. Foley, who just goes down like off screen, like there's like a cutaway to gunfire and then he's dead bloodlessly. It's like, wow, okay. It's like a, it's like they're setting up the biggest setup for like the dumbest joke. Also, Matthew Modine, Full Metal Jacket, played Private Joker. Ooh. Movie details. Go put that on the IMDb. Truly. I'm sure it's there. <laughs> I'm sure it's fucking there. Um, oh, but Selena Kyle, like when, when she meets Lucius Fox. And he's like, I like your girlfriend, Miss Mr. Wayne. And he's she's like, he should be so lucky. And Bruce Wayne's just like, yes, I should. Yeah, yeah. Well, his whole like, I need to find Miranda Tate. Then you need to get me back in the game. Uh, but yeah, so don't even ask how he got 
the gasoline and did like the fire Banksy on the I'm side fine of the bridge. With it. I'm fine. It, with it that. happened. It's it's cool. None of that bothers me. The only thing that's weird is the the edit with Miranda Tate there, which I I guess could maybe be like a, a little hint of her true identity, but I think it's it's clunky. I think the only thing that bothers me there it doesn't really bother me, but Batman shows up with Gordon. Gordon's like, oh shit, it's my buddy. And he's like, light it up. And he lights up the flare. And then Gordon tosses the flare in the exact right place. <laughs> no, Gordon, t- toss it over the shit. Could you let kick, go, kick, let it, just kick it, it over? Yeah, just kick it. Right, okay, that guy fell on the ice. He's fine. He's like, fine. It's not going to burn your foot. Just yeah. kick it. <laughs> All right, you kicked it too far. Fuck. Fuck. Oh man, the gasoline hall leaked down. That doesn't that totally doesn't look like a bat anymore. Fuck. Which it doesn't look that clear. I mean it's it's close. Yeah. I mean the the bat signal in this movie is not as shitty as the one to follow with Ben Affleck. When they show that as a bat signal in the nice guy, and you're like, the fuck is this Rorschach blob? <laughs> um Yeah, we get these like scenes of like Batman like jumping around in time here, like uh uh well, he has to go save exhibiting Gordon, his... and then he like teleports over to save Blake. Yeah. Well, I feel like he's really exhibiting his death wish there. Like he's really painting the canvas to fake his death. I mean, at one point when like after he saved Blake and gotten the the cops out of the underground, you know, and Blake's just like, I mean, I got a chance. Thank you later. And Batman's like, hmm, that gave me an idea. How many times do they mention the autopilot not working on the bat? All right, so the idea is that he fixed it prior to his fight with Bane, right? He fixed the autopilot, which is how he, you know, jumped out earlier. Or right, whatever. right. But my point is, prior to like going into the pit, he fixed the autopilot. Is the impression I got, or potentially when he get back, we got back to Gotham and uh, put all the gasoline on the bridge, did all this other shit. You know, he fixed it there. But like the thing is, like, is it that hard to like point? point a plane or a helicopter or whatever in a direction and like, you know, tie down the stick or whatever saying, and like, just jump out. Doesn't like, MacGyver he just ties a belt around it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't, do you need autopilot for that? Just go well, that way. And it's funny how he, how he edits together. Cause you get the shot of him in the cockpit, like staring straight at us. Like he's accepting his death and we make sure to see that it's got five seconds left. And then we just watch it fly out into the horizon and blow up. Like, is that intended for people to be like, uh, he 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 died, and the scene at the end is Gordon's or you know Alfred's imagination, or like I don't know, as he's crying at the grave. Uh, I, I do enjoy the uh, the obviously male directed moments where, like, in order for Selena Kyle to blow up this uh, obstruction, she has to like bend over and stick her ass out. Well, she has to also ride the bike in the super weird way that he rides the <laughs> yeah. bike. That bike does not look comfortable. No. But I love, I could not get enough of, and they do it a bunch in this one where they only did it like once or twice in the other one. The weird, the way the wheel spins it's, it's around. It's just fucking cool. That's I, why they keep doing it. It's I don't, neat. I don't think it makes sense, but I could watch a hundred more times. Mm-hmm. Um, also, how did Bane's folks get a giant wall of cars at that tunnel entrance? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Is it just like a crane? And he's just like, it's pretty simple, actually. Basic well, engineering. And the cops are just like, all right, we all climbed out of our uh, cave we've been living in for five months. It's time to just blindly charge against these guys with machine guns. Who's been bringing us food? Like, how it's fatigued just, that's are we? It's all dropping it down on the ball string or whatever, you know, the bucket. How fatigued are we? What do we smell like? How exhausted are we? Yeah, no, we're going to save another three hours while dawn approaches. We're not even mentioning the worst part about this whole sequence is the... Uh, uh, oh yes, you've come back to die with your city. 
no, I've come back to stop you. I was like, what a fucking lame ass one liner that is, Batman. Come on. You had how long to come up but with something? I think he knows that. He internalizes it. And then later, like a few minutes later, he's like, Daddy, you've got my permission to die. <laughs> Jerk store. God damn it. <laughs> Hold on, Bane. Where are you? <laughs> There's a couple of these moments where it's like, Bruce, everyone knows who you are. Yeah. You can drop the voice. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Well, then we like cut to Miranda Tate, where suddenly she's like dressed totally differently and looks all like weirdly placid yeah. and calm. And yeah. it's like, hmm, what's going on there? That shot, like that villainous shot. I gotta give Nolan credit though. He's filming her ominously, and he is walking that fine line of the way the guy's holding the gun behind her to be like, oh, she's being held at gunpoint. This is as close as you can ride that blade. I do think in general, when you have a twist like that, it's better to get to it sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Because then you don't have, if you if you wait too long, you don't have enough time to develop a character as they really are, essentially, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, think about like, uh, uh, you know, Tony Stark, blah, 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 in a cave. Uh, you know, uh, what was that guy's name? It was Jeff ridic- Bridges. No, Jeff Bridges. His, his character's name was, Corey Stoll. It was ridiculous. Corey Stoll, how dare you? He's playing other Jeff Bridges in Ant Man. Yeah, no, I know, but um, <laughs> it's like sort of like an O Obadiah Stane. Jeff Bridges. Like we find out he's evil halfway through the movie, mm-hmm. so he has time to really sink his teeth into being a bad guy. Like if he waited till the like you know the third act to reveal yeah. that, it wouldn't work as well. I mean, to be fair, nobody has that look, and it's good. No, no, you can't trust a guy with more face on his more hair on his face than on his head. No, you can't, as I often say. You can't trust beard guys. Ultimately, mm-hmm. everyone knows this. That's why we love it. There's a whole plot line of uh, taking all the kids onto a bus. Well, th- this is where the bus the, driving to the bridge. The priest is a you maniacs! Ass. God damn you! Well, first of all, remember Desmond Harrington? Desmond Harrington, the guy, the other cop who blows the bridge. Is that his actor's name? That's the actor's name. He had a okay. very brief career, and then he sh- disappeared, and then he did this. Yeah, definitely don't remember him. Um, but yeah, I, I like that moment as far as JGL. I, I sells the, uh, you killed us! Yeah. Um, the priest is a fucking asshole. All right, well, he does have the, the, the wise bit of, like, you got to give them hope or whatever. JGL something. does. No, no, no. The other guy does. He the, the, It's the priest who tells him you got to get back on the bus. No. JGL says get back on the bus. Am I remembering that And the that priest wrong? says... Where are they supposed to go? It's a nuclear blast. And he's like, give him a look like, shut the fuck up, Papa. Okay, maybe I missed that yeah. up. I, for some reason, I thought the priest Yeah, you have it backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The priest is an asshole. Like, where's, where are they going to go? I like the, there's a moment where like Bane gets like his mask damaged and then like he goes into like turbo mode or yeah. something where it's just like, like, you know, fists into like yeah. pillars, like breaking marble. Yeah. It, the, was it the the gas keeps the pain at bay? Sure, whatever. whatever. It, that's one of those things you never need to explain. Um, I love his look, and just in general, we haven't talked about that. Like, I love that he's not like weirdly toned. We haven't talked about the weird physicality of Bane. Like, there's something about the way he walks. We haven't in talked that, about the coat. The coat is great. The way he walks in that one scene where Batman and yeah, you're doing the thing where he has his hands high on up. his like vest. Yeah, yeah, high up on his tactical vest. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, we find out from Talia that Bane's ultimate crime was that he had too much love in his heart. Yeah, he was like really into this little girl. He was into young James King. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I kind of, 
I kind of get where. Uh, <laughs> oh, you kind of get where he's coming no, from. I kind of okay. get where uh, 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 Rajah Gul. I don't remember his name. Where Rajah mm-hmm. coming from? Yeah, you're you're excommunicated. You're fucking creeping yeah. me out. Yeah, you, you keep looking at my daughter, man. You got to get out of here. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, you're pulling a real Zach Braff on my little girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he's just like he was trying to kill innocent people. Innocent's a it's it's a strong word to throw around Gotham, Bruce. Liam Neeson's just like, hey, hey, Bane, I, I found this mixtape that you just gave to my daughter. What the fuck, man? Get the, get the fuck out of here. Uh, he's pulling a real Zach Braff. Um, I love uh, Talia, like when she's like doing her fucking speech, she's like rubbing her her finger over the butt. It's like it's a mirror, just like a, a like a weird mole suddenly appear on her forehead that wasn't there before. I don't know. She's perfect. Maybe it's just because like her hairstyling like reveals it because it's like pulled back. By the way, she's perfect. She's um, perfect, huh? She's got this like what about that death scene? This villainous monologue masturbation she's doing as she's like touching this button, talking about the slow knife. Um, and then when it doesn't go off, Bruce with the knife in his ribs, he's like, I'm gonna be funny. He's like, Maybe the knife was too slow. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> we both know I'm going to kill you now. You'll just have to imagine the fire. Well, but it takes on that moment takes on such a fascinating new context because it's like Talia's fucked this dude. She's like taking great pleasure in like telling him his plan. The whole time I was fucking you was like part of my revenge scheme. Now I want you to stay alive. Bruce is like, doesn't matter. Had sex. Yeah. (laughs) I want you to stay alive and like feel the light of of your failure or whatever. And then it's like there's almost like this like jealous rage of Bane, like we both know I have to kill you. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna hold your crutch while you cut in on my dance. Um, there's a lot of uh, this is where the bridge is getting blown up, and yeah, Foley gets shot randomly. Like it's just like Talia gets in one of these uh like tumblers, kill them. And it's just like kill them all. Or, or, yeah, kill them all. Yeah. And it's just like pow, pow, pow off screen. Oh, look, there's Foley. He's dead now. They're like, uh, with like, doesn't he have like gloves on too? Yeah, he's yeah. got like white gloves. I don't know. Because he's wearing his, 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 it's like dress, dress uniform. blues. Yeah. After yeah, Gordon, like, am I supposed to feel it. bad for that? No. Yeah. No, fuck him. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could feel bad for his wife and kids, but you won't. Yeah, they got a pension. It'll be yeah. fine. But uh, yeah, she wipes him out like a bunch of gungans on Naboo. Um, <laughs> then uh, Catwoman shows up and just blows uh, Bane away with like one of the guns on the bat pod here. And with a great line. Uh, go ahead. She's something like, you know, I don't feel so strongly about this anti-guns thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that's a wrap for Tom Hardy. Yeah. Everyone get Tom Hardy a clap. That's that's it. He's done with the movie. <laughs> he's randomly gets blown away like semi off screen. Because he's the Robert Carlyle this whole thing. It's like the fucking torpedo or whatever he got into the torso. Um. I do like the general action sequence here with the bat flying around and the bat pod. It just seems like we've just found out who the real villain is. We have this action sequence. Well, and all, all she gets to do dead. as the real villain is like be like he's heading this way. Like it's like she's just like giving commands the whole yeah. time. Like uh, take them out. He's heading this way. Somebody stop him. You know, it's, it's just like blah, like dialogue. The other detail I would have added is after the truck goes over the thing and lands and it's come to a stop and like Gordon gets out of the back. I would have had him just immediately like throw up. Gordon's fine in the back of that. Yeah. With no seatbelts at all. <laughs> totally fine. So then uh, Batman gets a smooch. Um, well-earned smooch. And then he he basically delivers Gordon's redemption 
by reminding him, like, you put the coat on this boy's shoulders, let him know the Do you world. Do Gordon ended. would remember? Apparently he does. Yeah, I guess he does. Because he's just like, holy fuck, it's Bruce Wayne. Gordon's like, what? What are you talking about? Jacket? Huh? Hey, buddy. I'm a cop. I've seen a lot of dead kids. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or I dead parents. <laughs> Gotham City, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're cleaning up dead bodies every night. Not for the last eight years, but. Um, uh, meanwhile, like Lucius has to like, I don't know, trigger like the flood or whatever. And no, no, she triggered it. Does she trigger? She triggers okay, it remotely. Yeah. Cause he's, she's like, he's got to get the fuck out of there. So the one time he took her down there, she was like, he showed me how to use the device or whatever. And I guess the uh, the official word is that like they weren't supposed to use this cut of her dying. Oh, really? But then it's something where like, that's like because everybody like criticizes like her death scene is like absurd. She's just like I'm Talia Gould, that you know, yeah. or whatever. Um, I guess they like it's like they only did one take of it, and like he was like it was like they weren't supposed to use it, and then they did or something like that. Well, so they they waited a little bit because she had just had a kid. So she's back. She's doing this mm. movie. And then ha- while doing this movie, she's also flying to France to do another movie. So she's like going back and forth. Um, yeah. Batman appears to die. This is uh, in some ways very reminiscent of the 1960s Batman movie here with the bomb at the end. You know, got to get the bomb away from the mm. people. Interesting. Yeah. And Interesting. then kaboom. It's uh, you know, you did your research now. It's no What? <laughs> What? I feel like uh, I listened to a podcast recently talk about this movie and they brought up that exact really point. yeah that, that I, I honestly I don't know what you're mentioning but um, I just thought of that um, I remember walking out of the theater that midnight showing and the dude in line in front of me had to fucking explain it to his friend because he was so confused about the fucking autopilot they put a button on at the end where somebody's yeah. just like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just, I just the autopilot to tap Bruce on the shoulder and be like your friend's an idiot yeah this was pretty clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is beat over your head since the beginning of the movie. Um, so we get to like the the weepy private funeral for Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, Alfred's real sad. Yeah, he waits for the other guys to leave. Couldn't have given him a heads up, down. Bruce? What has Alfred been doing during all this? Did he actually leave Gotham? I think he went and had a Fernie Bronca. Fernie Bronca. A lot of trips to Florence, yeah. Blake is like, nah, fuck the police. I'm quitting. Yeah. Because I see that this institution is corrupt or something. Because the guy blew up the bridge when the kids and I were trying to get it all across. I guess, yeah. There's a Batman statue that everyone cheers for. There's there's quotes from uh, Tale of Two Cities. And I guess, how do you end a Batman story? You know? like the, you the, the idea of like giving a definitive end to Batman. It, it can only be if his death. Seemingly. Or it was apparent death, yeah. But that's the thing is he's never going to solve the problem that his parents are dead. Mm-hmm. Crime is not going to be wiped out by the Harvey Dent Act or whatever. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a mean, perpetual state like, of human nature, right? It's like the end of the wire or something, you know, where it's just like you see that the machine keeps cranking. And he's like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. Oh, you should use your first name, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, John Blake. Yeah, it's a weird mm-hmm. name. Weird name. He's like, oh yeah, I uh, my parents. I didn't mention this when my parents, when my my mom died when I was real young. They were also uh, flying trapeze artists. Yeah. Oh, you should, you should use her first name, Joker. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put a smile on that franchise. Penguin. That's a weird first name. I mean, 
again, I'm like, is Gordon still police commissioner? But also, wouldn't there be like national federal hearings for months? Oh, never trying end. to suss out what the fuck happened in this fiasco. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like, I love that the we're not done at the boardroom. That's where like the wheels being read, which is wild. Well, they got the set, you know. Yeah, exactly. So the boys' home, the new boys' home at Wayne's Manor is pretty cool, except there's this weird little private graveyard right out front. Deal with that. I assume that Selena's wearing the pearls at the end there. I think she is. I can check here. Can't totally tell. I don't think. Oh, you should use your first name, Killer Croc. Killer I mean, the shot of him like swinging in is like it's like, hey, well, let's just make like an Uncharted movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I mean, I liked I liked the shot of him rising up. It's there you go, yay! But it's like other than that, I don't think that these rising catwalks make a lot of sense. They do not. No, she does not have the pearls on at the end. Oh, well, it's a bare neck, but it keeps the pearls. We find out. It's like the one thing that's missing from like the lots. That's right. Well, maybe I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, you can't. I don't think she's wearing them. She might have like something else on, but it doesn't look like the pearls. I mean, I assume like a lot of rich people, Bruce Wayne had money stashed away in like Swiss bank accounts, and that's how he's affording this this job. He's got a couple go bags for sure. Right. I mean, he'd have those just as a rich dude, but as Batman, the amount of go bags that guy has are like around the city. Is she just like peeling off for a night and also like fleecing out local European richos? Too like I assume he would contact her pretty quickly. Yeah, be like, "Hey, I faked my own death. Don't tell anyone. Let's go hook up in Europe." How does that conversation start? You want to go to Europe? Because I don't think it's a. You want the clean slate? It's not a. He gave it to her already. I thought it's not a phone call. He's got to do another like walking and hey baby moment. He looks pretty good in that sequence. That's the one time where I'm like, oh, Christian Bale's kind of handsome. You the when he's getting a Fernie Bronca. When he's getting a Fernie Bronca. Yeah. Got the longer hair. I always I always think he's got really long hair in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um I always think that he like toasts Alfred too, but he doesn't. I, but I have he, he just kind of like gives like a like the barest of nods, yeah, like eye contact, you know. And like and Alfred's just like, I'm gonna finish my Fernie Bronca. Well, and Selena and I'm con- gonna run. Selena's like kind of like looking to her side and like it's like I feel like she knows he's there, but she's not directly acknowledging him, you know? I thought she was finishing their lunch order. Mm-hmm. Yes, waitress, I would like this. <laughs> like like Bruce orders a Fernie Bronca, and she's like, who orders that? I remember walking out this movie thinking like, oh, are they going to make like a Nightwing movie now? And then they never did. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, because it was, you already knew that like the, the Avengers had already happened, I believe, by this point. Mm. Or were coming. Um and it was clear that like this was the the direction that future was franchises. This the same year? It might have been the same year, like later in the year though. Yeah, like in like July instead of like mm-hmm. May. But it was like it's like okay, this is clearly where these comic book franchises are going. It's like the big connected multiverse, whatever. But like, there's no way you're getting Christian Bale back. So well, no, because so so apparently, while kicking the tires on what their take would be, that's when they scraped off some ideas. For Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. And blissfully, because initially it was like Goyer and Jonathan Nolan are going to write the script. And then blissfully, they like kick Goyer out to go work on Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan Nolan and Christopher Nolan like finished the script. For the Dark Knight. For the, the Rise. For the Rise, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was like, you just knew. It didn't matter how much he produced it. Like, there was no way Man of Steel was going to be tied <laughs> to this movie. Yeah, he was just putting his name on it. Yeah. And like he's like, I'll get, I'll even give you a Hans Zimmer in the deal. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, that is the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, any complaints? Yeah, I, I, got, like... I got tons of complaints. Oh, you got complaints? Okay. Again, a lot of the big logic doesn't make sense. The Dent Act, the U.S. government's reaction to Bane taking her city, Bane's plan to leave Batman in prison. Miranda Tate's not established very well. Like, there's at least one character in all these characters that, like you said, can be taken out to make room for the others, and maybe some of it gets massaged into making sense. Um, I think this this movie is a miracle for how crammed together it is and, like, how well it works considering that, but there's just... I don't think this is Nolan's worst movie, but it's not his, uh, it's not his best. No, it's, it's just too much. I think, um, I mean, my main issues would be, uh, when Bruce's back breaks, it just becomes clear that this is going to require a lot of plot to get us back to where we need to be for our final showdown. You know, like there, it's just like the, this isn't something that they can yada yada in a in a montage of five right. minutes. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Um, because you know he's coming back to Gotham. It's like clearly that, like that has to happen mm. because this is a movie and a Batman movie. You know, um, Talia, I think she's just underdeveloped. Um, the way Bruce goes bankrupt, bankrupt is extremely hand wavy. Or more adorably, he goes bankrupt. Bankrupt. Hey man, I used to have a speech impediment. Don't make fun. Did you really? Yeah. Wow, look how far you've come. Couldn't pronounce my R's. Really? Joseph Gordon Levitt's character, I think it's like a very, it's a well drawn, well developed character. I think he's doing a good job of it. I don't think he really needs to be there, you know? Um, and the, just the Dentax stuff, it just doesn't land for me, mm-hmm. which is why my make one change would just be cut JGL's character entirely and like the whole Gordon speech subplot. And like Gordon's guilt and the Harvey Dent act, I would just like just snip, cut it all. Yeah, I think I think the only the only it's eight years later, and we're feeling this like pain and loss. Like that's all on Bruce. Mm-hmm. Like you just Bruce and Rachel Dawes. I think that's all you need to communicate that. You don't need Gordon to also have his own feelings of regret. It's a weird movie just to be like. Oh, what are staples of a Batman movie? Commissioner Gordon and Alfred. How quickly can we like diminish or get rid of them? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I, I think you can get by on Batman essentially won in the Dark Knight, but what did he lose? You know, and also for a movie that a lot of people were like, "Oh, they should call this movie Gotham City" or whatever, or whatever. It's like for the movie we're fighting for the soul of Gotham. Honestly, you did that so much better in the the two ships. Because you don't in Dark really Knight. get a whole lot of like civilians. It's no. it's just all cops, especially, basically. Especially eight years later mm-hmm. with the, the crime rate down, we should get the temperature of Gotham a little bit more to be told it's still the super corrupt place. I mean, all we get is the shit we've always known, the rich are bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you have any make one changes of your own? Just to address one of those issues. That's, I mean, it's my generic answer. Mm, okay. Uh, I have 10 for power rankings. I could have done more, but I tried to like tighten it up. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I have 15. All right. Well, get on with it. Uh, number 15, Commissioner Gordon. Get on with it, motherfucker. Commissioner Gordon, my number 15. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Number 14. Gordon doesn't, I, I feel like if we were to go look at Gordon and I, either each, each of these movies, he doesn't, do very well and like i like gary oldman but yeah. i don't 
like whatever they were doing with Gordon, I just wasn't feeling it for this entire franchise. I didn't dislike it at the time, but like thinking back on it, I mean, I think he's probably best presented in the first one. At least he doesn't mumble in this one, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think he needed to have a beer and cheat on his wife. Several times. Mm-hmm. Maybe every every scene transition. Uh, number 14, the guy in the pit who talks to Bruce Wayne and translates everything, played by Tom Conti. That guy's got a great voice. Uh, 13, Josh Stewart as Barsad. Is oh, he the sniper? He's the sniper guy. He's the second in command. He's got a great moment man. when he meets with the army Bang. guy and he's like, you don't have enough people to keep 12 million people on that island. And he's like, no, but you do. That guy. I was like, oh shit, this guy's great. Uh, 12, shocking myself, I'd like to have him higher. Ben Mendelsohn is Daggett. Wow, I have him like way higher. Okay. Probably too high. Probably. Uh, number 11, the return of Liam Neeson. Oh. Yeah, we didn't really discuss that, but uh, he has like a a, a dream sequence-ish cameo. Which is interesting because it's basically Bruce Wayne confirming his own misunderstanding of the child. Allow me to derail us for a moment. How would you feel about Harrison Ford returning in the, in the Rise of Skywalker? I guess it depends how. Would If he was somehow a force ghost, would you be angry? Um. I think there's a way you could do it where it's not like he's your typical force ghost. Especially since they did the whole thing with, with the visions that Ray can see. I don't know if you've discussed this on a podcast, but I remember having this conversation with you and, and Kirsty from scavengers horde. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you want to redeem Ben solo, you have to have Han Solo return to basically like, be like, I forgive you. So, I don't know. I mean, or a really great scene with Leia that we're not going to get. Yeah, it's the thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got number 10 now? Number 10. Uh, my number 10 is Dr. Pavel. I'm CAA. Oh, little finger, huh? <laughs> Everything about his character is ridiculous. Like, just like the way he has like his thumbs like looped into his belt or whatever in the first scene. Who announces their CIA? Claire Danes would have never done that. No, Claire Danes would have not have done that. Mm-hmm. Claire Danes would have handled this whole. Claire Danes would have fucked Bane. Yeah, <laughs> and then thrown him out of out of plane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or perhaps he's wondering why you would fuck a man and then throw him out of an airplane. <laughs> um. Wow. <laughs> I love his his goofy look. As like American CIA cowboy, especially it's like definitely side by like, side while doing Game of Thrones. It's like secretly like how grandpa's dress. Yeah. Yeah. Like the windbreaker. He just needed, a lot of loyalty for a hired gun. The only thing missing was he needed like the phone in the holster on his belt. Oh man. <laughs> Fucking phone holster. Uh, when I worked at the casino, you saw a lot of those. Oh, cool. Um, my number 10 is going to be the rise chant slash theme. Dishy ah, ah. dishy basara basara. Yeah, I fucking love that. I had it as a ringtone for a few people for a while. Mm. What is my ringtone? It's probably better left unexplored. Oh, okay, interesting. I think yours is still the same. Okay, it's the Halloween. Although we like we never call each other, so why would we talk on the phone? Yeah, no, it's Halloween. Isn't wasn't the Halloween theme for no, a while? It's never the Halloween theme. The Empire Strikes Back. No, it's um the Phoenix song. It is the first track off the Third Strokes album. You only live once. 
Interesting. I think you're halfway there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to talk to each other on the phone. I mean, this has already been enough. It's I, been too much. I can't contact. remember the last time. It was an uncomfortable amount of We contact. actually spoke on the phone. It's it's you. I think the only time we were talking on the phone is a, a little of like, hey, I'm here. Where are you? That kind of thing. You know? Yeah, probably. But still a text message. I mean, occasionally it's like you need the the live dialogue or whatever. But yeah, we don't talk on the phone. We should go extra far and like take videos of ourselves saying the things we say in a text and then text that to each other. Mm, okay. Make it real uncomfortable. I'm still kind of curious what my ringtone is, though. Uh, what are we at? Number nine? What's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Blake. John Blake, I believe. Wow, you really got that. It's uh, actually Robin John Blake. It's R.J. Blake. That's, uh, yeah, sure. Robin is his first name. We oh, you should use your first name more. It's a scarecrow. No. I guess. I guess. <laughs> are you just gonna Clayface? Name, huh. Are you just gonna name every Batman villain you can think of? It's Harley Quinn. It's Harley Quinn Blake. It's Killer Croc Blake. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number nine is uh, Deadshot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. If, whenever you're done, take I'm, a few more minutes. Get it out of your system. Okay. My number nine is. Let's wait if you do it again. Uh, my number nine is Killian Murphy as Scarecrow. I couldn't think of any more villains. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Dr. Hugo Strange Blake. <laughs> Which is, do you know who played that in that stupid Gotham show? No. Take a guess. Take a guess on an actor that you and I both love. Both love? We both adore this Henry actor. Ian Cusick? Nope. That's all I got. Really? You he, can't think of another actor that we both love. That would be on a TV show? Who's on another show that we both enjoy. I, I I got nothing, I'll be honest. B.D. Wong. B.D. fucking Wong. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. We do love that guy. He played Dr. Strange. This is a pro B.D. Wong podcast. This is very pro B.D. Wong podcast. He played Dr. Strange in that Gotham show. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I, I checked that on that show after like 10 episodes. I was like, guess what? I don't need to watch this anymore. I think I watched most of the first episode and it was trash. So, yeah. Number eight. My number eight is Gordon, who should probably be lower. <laughs> I just, yeah. They, uh, they clearly had something they wanted to do with Gordon in all these movies. I just wasn't feeling it. Commissioner James Gordon, Batman's best buddy, is number 15 on my list. I just want to remind everyone that when I say that my number eight is Brett Cullen as Byron Gilly, the U.S. congressman. He's a war hero. This is peacetime. I think it's like if I were like the studio, I'd be like, hey, Matthew Modine or the congressman. Pick one. Matthew Modine. Time to go Modine. It's it's not time to go Modine. Go let him do like Time to go Modine things. is a podcast that no one's subscribing to mm. out there. That's our next podcast, actually. <laughs> I can name something about the duality of man, sir. Two Matthew Modine movies. <laughs> We're just gonna do those two movies back. Yeah, before. it's uh Full Metal Jacket and The Dark Knight Rises. I can't think of another one with yeah. a gun to my head. Uh, he was in Cutthroat Island, which I saw in the theater. I didn't see that Rennie Harlan movie. That's when he was still married to Gina Davis? Rennie Harlan? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Okay, is that good? Uh, I think no, it bombed. I mean, I, I, I watched it in the theater and haven't watched it since, so I couldn't say. I haven't seen Cutthroat Island. I haven't. I've never seen The Long Kiss Goodnight. I like The Long Kiss Goodnight. I, I remember you did. She's got like, uh, like bleach. She's sort of got like bleach the peroxide blonde hair. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Anyway, 
number seven, I have Miranda Tate, a.k.a. Talia Al Ghul. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Talia. Uh, I like Marion Cotillard, like, like just as an idea. She's my number one favorite French movie hottie. Really? Uh, no Sophie Marceau? Sophie Marceau's... No uh, Leah Sado? No. Those no. are the two others I know. No, my number two is... Um, um, uh, why I Google yeah. what her name is because I forgot. I, I just don't think Miranda Tate had it, it was. I think there's this trend I'm seeing lately in modern movies where like they're so withholding because they want the big twist that they miss their opportunity to really establish the character the way they need to. Melanie Laurent. Oh, well, there you go. That's yeah. the other one that I know. Yeah, apparently, mm-hmm. as you mentioned her. Yeah, I. <sighs> Like we said, the make one change. I, I think there are characters you could cut. Like there are just too many. You needed to make some decisions and be like, we're going to cut this plot line or they're going to cut this plot line. You don't necessarily need a Miranda Tate in this movie, but if you're going to put her in there, I think you need more and you need to reveal her true identity sooner. You know, mm. it's it's the old Hitchcock thing of the uh, the tension comes from knowing that the bomb is under the 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 table or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like to to not know the whole time, especially when like. Before the movie came out, people were like, oh, she's Talia. Yeah. You know, so you're just like waiting constantly the whole time. Like, yeah. come on, get get to it, movie. Yeah. It, that's not, it's, well, we'll get to her when I get to talk to her. Um, my number seven is. I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess I said Siri at some point in there because she was recording the whole thing and trying to figure out what I was saying. Sorry, go ahead. Well, she's going to tell you what she thinks of Marion Cotillard. <laughs> um, I'm not sure Marion Cotillard was the proper choice for that role. <laughs> She was fine, but she just didn't Ooh, have enough to do. We bring in Siri as our third host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Siri, how thirsty is this uh, this take? Uh, my number seven is Ferne Branca and also Alfred. Mm. I probably have Alfred ranked higher than he deserves to be. Mm. And he, he really like... Don't bury another Batman. He pieces out of this movie at like 55 minutes in. And it's just like, see y'all later. I'll be back for the credits. Yeah. I'll be back to pick up my next check. Mm-hmm. Which I just am waiting to hear. Like, what was the detail where it's like he didn't want to do much of this movie? He's just there for the shit they film in England. It doesn't seem like he is. And he's that, in England too, so he doesn't have to leave home. It doesn't seem like he's really uh, that picky, I guess. I don't know. True. He's done how many movies of uh, Morgan Freeman too? And he's just like, wait, I have to do scenes where I'm just like in a winter coat. Hanging around like apocalyptic Gotham. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the fuck is Alfred going to do? He he would just be like standing next to Lucius Fox and all those scenes yeah. of them. Or being, with Gordon. And he's yeah. just like going to give them like back in my day. Well, some friends and I were in the woods and, you know, or whatever, like like oblique references to his military past. Yeah. When I was in Burma. <laughs> Let me tell you about this prison this place on hell. The size of a grapefruit. Uh, number, number number six, right? Yep. I got Lucius Fox. Hey, it's Morgan Freeman. We like Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's like, hey, Bruce, you want to see something cool? And Bruce is like, no. And he's like, yeah, guess what? The movie needs to keep happening, so we're going to go see it anyway. This is fucking mind-blowing. I don't have Lucius Fox on my list. I mean, I can understand it. He doesn't have a whole lot to do. He's in a fair amount, but it's mostly just like, this is a fusion reactor that Bruce designed, and here's the fail safes. It's certainly, 
I think you can make the argument that maybe he filmed as much as Michael Caine, but it's like it's edited in a way where it's like he seems like I'd he's say there's more. more. I think there's but more. Just a smidge. Uh, my number six is uh, JGL. The fuck happened to JGL? He had a kid and he has oh. that hit record thing. I, I think he like he he was in a shitload of stuff and probably made some fuck you money. Mm hmm. And it's like, I'm going to do this weird looper bucks. Yeah. I'm going to do this weird hit record thing and raise my child. And then I, I think he's got like an Apple plus thing coming <laughs> or is that what they're calling it? TV plus. I can't remember. Whatever. I feel like you would know better. Than I me. probably should know better than you. I, I think it's Apple TV plus. Um, he's got something on that uh, service coming. Is he singing and dancing or is he like doing uh, something interesting? think it's like a drama i don't really know though because i feel like jgl is one of those guys who's like he could be not that we need more male actors we got enough he's got a good everyman vibe he could be doing stuff that's interesting he's he's got that vibe of like he's not like mr big and jacked up Mm -hmm. you know like he could be your everyman insert to lots of different types of movies Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. he could be your bike messenger and premium rush that movie is not terrible I seen that. I saw it in the theater. So did I. Mm-hmm. Did we see it together? Probably not. I don't think uh, so. By the way, we need to figure out what we're gonna do for uh, the Rise of Skywalker when the tickets come out. We're gonna like who's see who's it buying like tickets. I can buy the tickets if you want. Okay. Well, I, we just gotta coordinate. You know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I bought us early tickets for Knives Out. Oh, well, there you go. Um. Yeah, like I feel like he's. He's the guy that he should be like building this interesting career. I can't, I can't get any closer to this microphone. You keep that, doing this. this no, that symbol is just move a little closer with your head. That's uh, all, that's all I mean. I'd rather just move the microphone closer to me. I just, I just, I, I want you to fillet that mic. You really do. Is that why your microphone is that color? Green. Yeah. No, no. We discussed this. It is not the green that it used to be, my friend. Lighter green. I don't know. What are you driving at? I'm just saying a forest green dick as opposed to a olive green. There used to be a bright green microphone and now Mm. it looks like it's seen some shit. Okay. (laughs) Some mouth shit. Um, Man, fuck you. Something, some thought about JGL about how good he was, Um, but he's not, he's not doing it anymore. Whatever kids. Number five. five? Yeah. I got Daggett. (laughs) Just whatever. You know what I, we haven't done in this podcast? Mm. You haven't done Daggett voice. I've done plenty. Get on it. I just, I'm trying to think of a good line of dialogue from him. Sound a little too good to be true, my friend. <laughs> You're pure evil. Like he's, he's secretly done little roles. Like he did a movie version of that play Blackbird where he did with Rooney Mara. Where like he's like, he's trying to have these interesting roles here and there, but it's like, he somehow ends up in whatever that fucking Netflix show that I'm not going to watch. Oh, Bloodline or whatever. Whatever. Pass. Um, he's like the villain in the Spielberg movie. Ready Player One. There you go. And there's some, is, oh, yeah. and he's uh, Rogue One. Yeah. But I feel like we're done with Ben Mendelsohn now. There's nothing he, else for him to be he, a villain in. He finally turned the page in Captain Marvel where he like he he subverted it. Oh, yeah. And he was like actually the good guy. Yeah. Now he can get different roles. <laughs> and if, if I may so, so a bit of talent. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You're number five. My number five is, come on, it's my favorite French movie hottie, Marion Cotillard. Uh, like we talked about, she's great. She's She is one of the best parts of Inception, 
even though she's put into a certain kind of typecast, a thankless box. role. Yeah. yeah, but she is the very dark version of what Anne Hathaway is capable in this movie. Like she is femme fatale and then some. She's Rita Hayworth in the. the I mean, it really Shanghai. feels like this movie needs to make some decisions. One of the decisions you could make is to say this is going to be Bruce and like the two women. Yeah, you know that's one way you could go, and then you give more to her and more to Selena. It's a gender swap Philadelphia story, mm-hmm. um, but with sex, lots of it, and robo braces that gives you bionic fucking powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's 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 the Alex Drake thing. You could bring her up early and have some real fun with this, or you could reveal it at the very end and not get to spend your capital. And then it's like she reveals it. She gets kind of a villain monologue. She jumps in a car, and it's just such a fucking waste. Um, and she's so good. I, I, I just, What was the conversation? Like, I really want to like have you be the name actor who gets to shit the bed on this one. My number four is Alfred. He's there briefly. Yeah. I mean, he, he gets this big dramatic moments. I don't really like his dramatic moment with the whole letter thing. Hmm. I think they should have let that in the dark night, but I mean, he's, you know, he's good. I feel like in the trailer, he was really effective, you know, in the trailer for this movie. There's something there's so, I think there's, I'll say this though. I think there's more power in the sight of Michael Caine weeping mm-hmm. than there is in the sight of Michael Caine weeping with dialogue. That's true. Yeah. So and I think that's what the trailer was. Was just you him in the hallway. As precious to me as yeah. your own mother and father. Yeah, um, the child that I heard cry, his first cry, up in the bedroom, and I remember the light of dialogue. Or in the Regency room. Yeah, yeah. Abitha, who are you pretending to be? Uh, speaking of which, my number four is. It just said Marco Sparks there, and it would have been perfect. Yeah, well, I just want to say that. You want to do that again? No. Okay. I don't. I was going to transition that my number four was Christian Bale. Christian Bale, huh? Christian Bale, number four. Are you going to do like Batman as like another listing here or something like that? Nope, I'm not going to mention Batman again. Okay, Christian which Bale. is very odd because I don't know what his legacy in this role is. He's fine as Bruce Wayne in Batman in places the character is kind of a cipher. He essentially brings a vibe of like a little bit too good for the genre. So like you knew you were not getting Christian Bale back for some sort of like Batman and Superman team up movie. Yeah. Like you just knew that was not going to happen because Christian Bale is going to be like, nah, fuck that. But he he's he talk about I think we leveled this complaint at Brad Pitt several episodes ago. Talk about a character actor and a leading man's body or Mm, whatever. Okay, Um, because there's he's missing a little bit of that degree of look at me. Look at me. Look I'm the, at me. I am the star of this movie. You tend to look away. And I started to, you know, my antenna started to pop up at that in Dark Knight when I was like, does this character fuck? I don't think this character fucks. And even and when he fucks for in this eight movie. eight long years. Oh, I mean, I, I bet he was like, scree- whoa, Jesus, what was that? That's nothing. Okay. You okay? I'm fine. Okay. No, you're not fine. You're great. Um, when he's like, I'm sure when he finally comes with her, it's loud. All right. We're on number three. <laughs> number three. She should probably be higher, but I got Selena Kyle at number three. You son of a bitch. I'm sorry. I, mean, I should probably swap her at number two, but you know, my list is my list. I've got her at number three. She's great in this movie. I just want more of her. Yeah, you, you're showing that by putting her at number three. Mm. 
I'm sorry that I offend you. You sure as fuck did. My number three is Tom Hardy as Bane. Oh, this is going to be awkward. Okay. Um, For all the reasons. Of course. <laughs> Crashing this podcast with no survivors. You know, as dear listener, as bad as it's been with the voice, it could have been worse. There's a version of this that could have been a lot worse. Do you think we'll ever do Venom? The movie? Yeah. I mean, I've never seen it. I think so. the answer is no. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, Andrew. Um, he's he got this. This is not a character you're supposed to like know. You're supposed to feel this character. He's got a look, he's got a swagger, he's he's got a presence. I think he accomplishes everything that the movie needs to. Yeah. His exit from the movie is very like, uh, okay. Well, it's very odd because he's the first hour of the movie, he's either in every scene or he's talked about in every mm-hmm. scene. Bane. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Um, the masked man. And then it's like after that, he kind of dips out for a while and then he's back and it's weird. And then he. he... Gotham is yours. Yeah. So what's your number two? Batman. Now, are you doing like a Bruce Wayne Batman thing? What do you mean? Oh, no, no. Okay. No, I'm Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Okay. I mean, definitely more Bruce Wayne. I mean, all all of these movies have been way more invested in Bruce Wayne than the other Batman movies, which mm-hmm. is fine. I, I enjoy the depth that they plumb into Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting to see Batman come back like multiple times in this movie, essentially. You're like, oh, cool. Batman's back again. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's fun. He's fun. His stupid gadgets are dumb, but, uh, you know. The fucking cane thing. All he really needs is the bat pod, you know? Like, I, like just strip him down to his basics. He just needs the bat pod and maybe some, like, uh, some, like, you know, cables he shoots to, like, you know, like his, like, grappling gun or whatever. I don't have know? a problem with, like, belt gadgets. Yeah. Because, obviously, there's a rich, ridiculous yeah. history of that. But the fucking cane thing at the hospital, I was like, okay. Whatever. Like, why don't you have this kind of ingenuity in your other everyday fucking devices? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, number two. Now, this is where I cheat. Bane's voice, bitch. I'd say that's cheating. But is this this not where I would cheat? I mean, this voice is fantastic. It's it's perfect. I mean, just go through all those silky, beautiful. I just love that lines. it started with a uh, controversy over like not being able to understand Bane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you looking up some some quotes from Bane now? I was, and then I was just hearing the music of them in my You head. fight like old man with nothing held back. Even at the end of Admirable, the Admirable, but mistaken. I broke you. How have you come back? You know, you, you can see it in that. Like, uh, like Batman's doing his whole thing. Like, na 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 na. I also made the climb. And he's like, but I never made the climb. Yeah, he's good. He does get a like, short change in the third act, I would say. Yeah, like I said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number one is Bane. Mostly just for the voice and the uh, the memes. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly here for the memes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, darkness. You think darkness is your ally? You've only adopted the dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good stuff, man. I am the League of Shadows. Yeah. Um, can anyone guess what my number one is? I am. I mean, it's got to be Selena, right? Of course it's Selena. Okay. Of course it's fucking Selena Kyle. She's fantastic. Mm. And halfway, man. God damn it. She's great. I don't know. 
take take the fervor by which I'm like, where is the career that JGL should be building and multiply that times a thousand? And that's my questions about Anne Hathaway. I haven't watched it. Apparently Colossal is really good. I just like, I missed it when it was in the theater. It's one of those ones where it's like I've downloaded it and I've just mm-hmm. been meaning to watch it. Like 12 Years a Slave, yeah. I feel you. No. <laughs> no. I've, I've never seen 12 Years a Slave. But you haven't downloaded it? I haven't. Okay. I, have. I watched... From my seat, I watched four different people on an airplane watching 12 Years a Slave from different perspectives. And I thought, that's a weird plane movie. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, in general, I'm, 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 I'm good. But what I'm not good on is why we don't have more Anne Hathaway. Uh, what was the last movie she did? It was Anna Kendrick who was in like the fake Dirty Rotten Scoundrels movie, right? No, I think that might have been Anne Hathaway. I'm pretty sure that was Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick is like the uh, like the people's Anne Hathaway. A little bit, but it seems like she's kind of quieted down. Like, remember, she used to be like fun on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I, that makes sense though. Like Twitter, like why is anyone on Twitter? It's just like a, an avenue to get harassment. She's Ser- Serenity and the Hustle. The last two movies she was in. Wait, the Hustle is that the? Uh... That's the that's the fake Dirty Run Scoundrels. Okay, yeah, I thought sorry. that was Anna Kendrick. I'm no. sorry, Anna. Yeah, like I said, didn't mean Anna to Hathaway. confuse you. I mean, Serenity, which was so her, her furthering her I'm Rita Hayworth thing. But so like, her like like weird 12 year old kid is like programming spoilers, like programming in video games, scene, programming cut scenes, in like fuck me, daddy programming video game cutscenes where his mom gets like choked out and fucked by Matthew McConaughey. OK, but in general, not just that, because I mean, who hasn't? fantasize about their parents having weird aggressive sex from behind or she's gonna be in the witches the fucking stepdad is like looking for like five dollar child prostitutes in that movie like the kids just like that's hot video game content (laughs) so she is going to be in the witches a remake of the uh rolled doll um, which uh, was uh angelica houston Houston. i'm like secretly a big fan of that movie it's a great movie it's like a really good movie yeah I don't know what this the, this remake will be like, but she's the grand high witch in it. I think isn't it set? It's like Zemeckis, isn't it like set um, like in the south or something crazy? Oh, I don't like the idea of that. Thoughts. So. It's like everybody has southern accents for some reason. Oh, I could I could drink that up. Her Dark weird, waters. Her with like a weird southern accent, a humid, sexy. And she's role. got some more, lots of movies coming. Oh, out. Dark Waters. That's the fucking thing with uh, with Ruffalo. Yeah, I'm good on that. Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. No thanks. Um, it's also got Stanley Tucci in it, and the the witches, nice. Anyway, I mean, I'm a fan also of Angelica Houston during that period. Mm-hmm. Angelica Houston from the witches up till both Adams Family movies. Man, those movies were weirdly sexual. And Family Two is like wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like. I had forgotten until I watched a little bit of a video on them, like how much it's clear Gomez and Morticia. Fuck. I mean, I was like probably ten when that movie came out, so yeah, not not something I picked up on for sure. Oh, it's, it's a healthy amount of sexual mm-hmm. desire. So I think that was all our rankings, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, you, you had Selena and Bane. Um, I guess we both recommend this movie. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the other two, you might as well. I mean, complaints aside, again. I really enjoy this movie. I watch it. I watch parts of this movie a lot. This is I, a movie that I can always put on. 
I guess when we were watching recently, it, it like occurred to me for the first time. I was like, oh, I wonder if these like the filmmakers didn't really want to make this movie. Mm. Like it was just kind of like they had to. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's correct or not, but I guess that was like the vibe I got rewatching it recently. Well, I mean, I think somewhere between Heath Ledger's death and getting a fucking metric shit ton of money dropped off at your front door to make this movie. I guess I could see where you're like, let's have a thing where they just eat the rich. It was almost <laughs> it was almost a feeling of like there's no possible way this is going to top the dark night. Right. You know, like you tapped into something special that you're just it's like there's lightning doesn't strike twice. Yeah. You know, so like no matter what you do in this movie, it's not going to be the dark night. Which it shouldn't be. It should be something completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah. The way the Dark Knight was something different than Batman Begins. But, but like, it, there was no way it was going to be better than Dark Knight, I feel like. I'm surprised you're not holding your Bane action figure while we're doing this. Bane? No, it's on the it's on my shelf, man. Oh, okay. You mm-hmm. gave that to me. Did I give that to you? Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. By the way, I never asked. Um, I gave you action figures for Snoke and Hux. Are you able to take off Snoke's robe and put it on Hux? I haven't opened it. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, okay. Like I haven't like fondled the robe. You don't take your action figures out of the boxes. Uh, I have not. How do they breathe in there? I was not allowed to. Are that? Oh, I got confused by your Harry Potter's for a second. Mm. That's Arya. That's not Arya. No. You son of a bitch! Don't tease me. What are you talking about? I I was going to ask you some of these Harry Potters were, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to make you read Harry Potter. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Weird. You're in the weird drunk threat phase of the podcast. I wish every podcast ended like this. It can now, you know. <laughs> Everything is possible. Nothing is forbidden. Asani Sabah. Be nice. All right. I think that's the end of the pod. Yeah. When it gets to this point, I think we should wrap it up. I think it would be fair to say at three minutes, three hours and seven minutes into this pod recording, um, we are going to be doing a little bit of retooling of headcanon. I can't say exactly what that is just yet, but I think we want to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. Cause I feel like we've come to the end of our, like, uh, our concepts of like franchises or whatever that we want to visit. Yeah. I feel like we've done them all. For the I, most part, or, like, or they're too big that we want to, we don't want to commit to. We're not going to do like fucking twenty three Marvel movies, yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're going to retool the pod a little the next time you hear us, which probably won't be that long. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes out of that. Or we might do one more, somewhat in this format. Why we like what? I don't know. Okay, I mean. Do you want to like wait like three months while we try to figure out? No, no, no. I feel like we're going to do another one soon. It'll just be a little bit different, you know? I'm sure there's some Halloween movie we could do. I'm sure there's plenty, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were actually Did just we talk about Sleepy about, Hollow? Yeah, Sleepy Hollow, yeah. But I mean, we can maybe do it in a little bit of a different way. Anyways, um, we are probably going to do a last bros episode on our main podcast. Mm. We've gotten a couple of requests on Twitter to take more questions on Trouble. By the way, we wrote a book. It's called My Name is Trouble. Go to mynameistrouble.com to check that out. Um, so we may do some sort of Q&A somewhere on that. Um, yeah. Anyways, let's let's call this the uh, series. There's not series. Season finale 
of season two of headcanon and uh, we'll see what's up for season three where uh, we are captive on the other island. We got to eat fish, fish biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're in the polar bear cages. Mm-hmm. Um, one of us is uh, having to do surgery and the others fine. Well, fuck Kate. All right. Mm-hmm. Get off my back. Uh, yeah, so be thinking about, I guess, trouble questions and probably like a lot of PLL questions because um, what's the point of us answering those again? Uh, do we need questions for PLL? Uh, Let me just put it this way, folks. This would probably be the last chance for some time. The reason we haven't done a PLL episode yet is because I think the thinking between both of us is like, oh, let's let's wait. Maybe we'll get some exit interviews from marlene or other people like maybe we'll talk about what they're planning to do with the that, show that we would read those i don't think we've solicited those not not solicited just, just no but like clear let's yeah. let's let's see like there's going to be some some articles that come out but like there haven't been really it's just like okay i guess the show's canceled i mean i, I would love to talk to people who worked on the perfectionist but i don't know if there's a level of candid that they could be it feels like marlene is still holding on to the idea that maybe she could introduce these plot lines somewhere else. I would not be shocked if they have a new show somewhere in the HBO. What's it called now? HBO max, HBO max. Cause again, you could just do a new show called pretty little liars that features new characters. Yeah. Yeah. Appeal of the new class and make a lot of sense. Yeah. Anywho. So I don't know if that'll come before we do a Halloween thing. Um, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this three-hour Dark Knight Rises podcast. Longer than the movie, probably. It's a real podcast for your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll definitely do PLL somewhere around the time of uh, your birthday. Sure. Yeah. And according to Twitter, my birthday is like tomorrow, I think. Is it really? I don't know. I put the wrong date on there. Yeah. Oh, it's my birthday right now, according to Twitter. Happy birthday to me. Um, are, are we just like, we're keeping that way to like not blow up your OPSEC? OPSEC, man. OPSEC, OPSEC. I think people would like to send you things for your birthday. I don't think they would. Don't be so secretive. Just hmm. let, oh, let, let that shit yeah, out. Yeah, I shouldn't be so secretive. Just mm-hmm. let that shit out. Mm-hmm. Marco. All right. Until next time. Peace. <laughs>